Was it on that beat? Nope. Feeling like I'm floating to the ceiling. Is it magic? Baby, tell me why you disappearing. Is it magic? I will never tell him how I did it. It was magic. Can you imagine? Honey in the mattress. Love the way I stack it. I can make it rain. Blue honeys, can you catch it? If somebody come through bluffing, I'ma blast them. And tell the police I don't know what happened. What's going on everybody, it's your boy Jordan And this is Desmond And welcome to episode 113 of Two Black Nerds That's right, it's that time once again for us to bring you our opinions and hot takes on all things fandom, pop culture, and entertainment As always, you can find Two Black Nerds wherever you get your podcasts Please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a friendly rating and comment to show your support And of course, join in on the conversation each and every week by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Two Black Nerds We appreciate that, love y'all And let's not forget to mention, we have brand new merchandise is available now at twoblacknerds.com. Go check out our Nerds of the Night collection inspired by the Batman. We got t-shirts, crew decks, hoodie stickers, mugs, and tote bags. So go ahead and place those orders right now. On today's show, we're doing something a little bit different to celebrate the upcoming release of the 29th feature film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're going to be holding a Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness cameo draft. Yeah, you heard that right. We're drafting the 10 cameos that we think are most likely to appear in the film. Shortly, we'll explain the rules and the logistics of the draft, but before we get to any and all of that, we're kicking off this week's podcast with a brief conversation about the introduction and existence of the multiverse in the MCU. So, we're now in phase four of the MCU, and the multiverse has become a big, big, big part of the conversation, obviously due to the recent events of TV series like Loki, the film Spider-Man No Way Home, and of course, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which is going to be coming out later this week. But before all of this stuff, We've been teased about the multiverse for quite a while. There's actually been a lot of developments about alternate timelines, alternate universes that exist within the MCU. It even goes as far back as to something like Doctor Strange 1, as a matter of fact, when Stephen Strange was introduced to the Ancient One, and she talked about him existing in this vast world of multiverses and infinite number Mm -hmm. of universes, and she sent him through all of those different dimensions and realms. It really opened up his mind in a big, big, tremendous way. But I think the most significant progression that we initially started to see was actually in the films Avengers Infinity War and, more notably, Avengers Endgame, because Avengers Endgame introduced us to the time heist and the Infinity Stones, and they were able to go back in time and do all of this crazy chicanery <laughs> with these Infinity Stones to to be able to to complete the time heist and defeat Thanos and resurrect half of the universe's population. But in that movie, I remember that that, that was really kind of when the conversation about the multiverse started to bubble up in a big, big way because we hadn't seen time travel really exist within the MCU before and also the existence of the quantum realm in, in association with that. That was kind of the, 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 the point in time I remember in my mind where multiverse seems like a big thing that they might have been heading towards, especially considering that it was a lot of precedent set also within the comic books. We know that multiverse concepts within the comic books have always been around, has always been a major major component of storytelling Mm -hmm. and so it finally started to seem that they were unpacking that as we saw the time heist in avengers endgame as we as we got those sort of easter eggs and those nods in 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 the first doctor strange before we even knew where phase four was truly going to go with its future projects what were your hopes and ambitions with the multiverse if it was going to be a thing in the mcu which it now is what were you hoping to see especially coming off of that comics history and that knowledge of course what were some of your thoughts and just early again hopes in in terms of what you would want to see out of the out of the multiverse within the mcu 
Yeah, to be honest, really early on, when I hear multiverse, I go cosmic before I actually go multiversal because it, I always feel like the concept of space is is important, especially when you're talking about other universes, right? A lot of times when we're, when we're in normal conversation, when someone says the universe is big, you think about space. That's the thing you think about. You don't think about other, other Earths, right? And so instantly when I heard that, my mind does go to more cosmic things like... Uh, I, I was excited. I'm like, oh, does that mean Silver Surfer is going to pop up? You know what I mean? That's kind of what like happened kind of in my mind. Oh, was Galactus going to be here at some point? Those are kind of, again, some things I, j I just thought like, oh, shoot, it's about to go down. Um, but this concept of mo different uh, of a multiverse actually having different Earths, I think, was was something, of course, that I knew about was always interesting because um, a, a DC, <laughs> you know, had had done so um, before. And, you know, they they really did set the precedent for all of this. Right. Having multiple Earths. But I, uh, I, I didn't know how it looked in the MCU because I knew mm. so much how it did look like in comics. Uh, there's so many cool different Marvel comic lines and different characters where they some of the smallest characters become superheroes. Um, if you look at uh, Laura Harrier and, and Spider-Man, right? Her character goes on to become some other kind of star, photon, you know, type character in a different universe. Even initially, the concept of Miles Morales existed in an, the ultimate Marvel universe, right? It's just a whole nother... Yeah, a whole nother universe where Spider-Man dies and Miles Morales becomes Spider-Man, but it wasn't the main universe. It was known as Ultimate Spider-Man. And so it, it, I, I just knew that if they were to go through with it, that the expansion um, would be vast and it would be interesting. Um, also, because at the time, things weren't we weren't even thinking about multiversal things yet. Right. It's like mm -hmm. we're still here very much in our Earth, even when Thanos does get introduced, he's still very much in our universe, <laughs> you know, that we know to be set. Um, and so I had no idea where they were going to take this thing, man. I really didn't. Um, I just knew that I was excited about it because there's so many possibilities. Uh, and, and, you know, being somebody, a nerd who's just been stuck in multiple Marvel Wikipedias, right? Cinematic Wikipedias and comic Wikipedias. I was just like, man, they can really do whatever the heck you want to do. Um, because so many of these characters exist on so many planes and have had so many things happen to them. Especially even the way comics work in general. Where you have a comic run and then it ends. And then somebody else gets to come in, right? As the writer, the lead writer, and go, huh, this is my take on the character. And so it, it, it's, it is still very much representative of how it works in the real world. These are still very much comic book movies. And a lot of them do follow the comic book format. And so um, this multiversal thing, man, is, it was very easy to be excited about, especially after we got such a good depiction in what uh, Into the Spider-Verse really brought us and what something like a multiverse could, could mean for us, how entertaining it could be. Skip like you know, what it, what it means theoretically and all that, but just how cool it is to see a bunch of different characters be the same person, you know what I mean? It's, it's just a really cool concept to have, and so um, I, uh, hearing multiverse stuff in the beginning, there's, there's a ton of stuff that goes through my mind, but those are some of them. Well, it's funny, it's funny you mentioned DC because that was instantly always sort of my, 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 my reference point because of all the stuff they had successfully done with, you know, the, the, the multiverse things on DC, that was such mm -hmm. integral stuff to their, to their stories and their comic book, um, their comic book runs for such a long time. And then it wasn't really until finding out that the Spider-Verse comic run 
in 2014, 2015, which was very successful. Mm-hmm. That obviously inspired the movie that you just talked about, of course. And 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 that idea, once I saw that that was like something at play that could potentially be introduced, my mind immediately went to, well, okay, we've gotten Marvel films before the MCU. Mm-hmm. There's a There's a lineage there. There's a history of Marvel films. Some of them are good. Some of them are not so good. But wouldn't it be fun if we could figure out a, a creative and cool way to play with that, to play with the lineage of what we've already seen? Because we're not going to forget that those movies existed. They happened, absolutely. The MCU is its own continuity. But if you're introducing multiverse, then, as you mentioned, you can kind of do anything. It's limitless. There's really no restrictions, no rules to what you can do. And so that's kind of where my mind went to, where what was, you know, what what's the... What's the history within within Marvel films, live action mm-hmm. in particular, that you could potentially play with, right? And so I started right. to think about that. And then you start to add in all these other elements that have been sort of touched on in the movies because it's not only even just multiverse. You know, again, you deal with Doctor Strange. There's all these different dimensions. There's the dark dimension. There's the mirror d- dimension. And then you get the, the, the introduction of Ant-Man in the MCU, and you see the quantum realm is, is, is its own thing. And mm-hmm. then you get Black Panther, and there's the ancestral plane. It's all these different wild out of this world concepts that some of them might not explicitly speak to the multiverse but they all speak to multiple realities in a sense you know and i think even uh even in a movie like infinity war when you see thanos he does the snap and then he's all of a sudden in this uh it's like the soul world or something Mm -hmm. like that where he sees the younger version of gamora it's like Mm -hmm. well that's not of this earth but it feels real. It feels like that this is a place he's really visiting, at least in this moment. But yeah. what? But what is it exactly? Do people go here when they die? We 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 never really got clarity on that. But again, it just it just showed that there is a there's a level of ambition that exists within the MCU to to at some point explore these territories and to see what it might look like within their storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, and and ultimately we did see that. But Phase Four has turned out to truly be the impetus for all of this stuff that we're kind of talking about. As a matter of fact, we got a a real tease in Spider-Man Far From Home back in 2019, right off of the heels of Avengers Endgame, in fact, when I think a lot of us were speculating, like, oh, multiverse seems like it's going to be the next step, because we had heard Loki was going to get a Disney Plus show, Mm -hmm. we had heard that there was going to be a Doctor Strange sequel announced at some point, and he could play a part, but we didn't quite know. This was before Comic-Con had happened. Spider-Man Far From Home comes out. And then further suspicion started to come up about Mysterio. Like, is mm-hmm. he from the multiverse? He says it in the movie. He talks about coming from a different place and bal- battling the elementals. It turned it turned out to all be a ruse, but I think a lot of us walked away from that movie like, well, yeah, it might have been fake here, but they're gonna circle back. Mm-hmm. Like they're gonna do that. You don't just <laughs> you don't just throw that out there and not do anything with it. Again, especially because of the comic book precedent. And then Comic Con happened in 2019, which I don't know, might be the greatest Comic-Con ever in terms of, you know, a Hall H panel for Marvel because they rolled out not even half of their slate for Phase 4. They showed us like a third of it at the time. We we now know more about Phase 4, but at the time they announced 10 projects or so. Half of them were TV for Disney+, Plus. half of them were films, and the two most notable things, maybe even three actually, were WandaVision, Loki, and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yep. We were like, well, wait a second. This all feels like it's going somewhere. You got a movie <laughs> called Multiverse of Madness. We saw what Loki did in Avengers Endgame. He mm-hmm. went somewhere else, but we don't know where he went. So presumably, this is going to pick up after that because Thanos did kill him in Infinity War. WandaVision, there's precedent there with her character and what that could mean. So I think everybody's ears started to perk up like, oh, they're finally going to go there. Yeah. But we were still left wondering because it wasn't explicitly told to us like, yes, the multiverse is going to be a thing here. Everything was so secretive. 
and then came Loki last year, which we reviewed extensively on the show. Go check out those reviews if you haven't checked those out. And it, it was pretty much it was confirmed at that point. Loki Loki opened it up officially, you know, with the with the introduction of He Who Remains mm-hmm. and that season finale, with the whole explanation about the multiversal war and everything that occurred before, and and what it all may mean for for you know the the existence of our heroes within the MCU and, and, and in other universes beyond. That was really where we got our true confirmation, where we could finally say like, oh, we see what they're doing now. Like they they are doing it right. So mm-hmm. by that point last summer, you know, we were speculating a lot about what this could all mean you know we 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 didn't even know as much then as we now know you know even with like spider-man no way home out i mean at that point in time when we finally got that confirmation what did that feel like for you that they had pretty much said like this is where we're going this is where we're really hedging our bets within the mcu for the next however many years it'll be in some ways it felt like the the very obvious next step i think for the mcu um you talk the infinity saga is such an amazing achievement within film within comic book movies within all of it man it it, it really is unprecedented on, on what they were able to do with that 23 movie run and and you know here we are here and in my mind it's like okay what do we do next like what what's next and we knew it was like something else has to give like you gotta the only way to go was up right i mean as big as Infinity Saga is, it's still probably the most um, famous comic run there is um, in terms of just Marvel. People, people before had knew about Thanos and these in <laughs> these stones, man. Like it was one of the coolest Absolutely. visuals and one of the most well known visuals we had. had. And it's like, okay, but what comes after that? And so, multiversal anything again felt like very much the next step. And so, when it fi- when it's finally here, you're like, they're really doing it because because there's part of me. That was always like, are they really gonna do this? Like you, you talked about Far From Home. I was like, I mean, they yeah. threw it in there, but it's like, but are they really gonna do this? And right. and and I was hoping, I was hoping so, so much, man, because that that is again the the next logical step in opening it up. Unless you're ready for Galactus, <laughs> if you're not ready for Gal- Galactus or Doctor Doom, you gotta open up the multiverse. And so it, it, it's like, yeah, they finally opened up this multiverse, man. Um, and Another thing we'll talk about a lot later is the acquisition of Fox. There you you have you have the X Men, and you have Fantastic Four. How do you introduce them? These are two of the most important groups in Marvel. Anything? I mean, so many X Men and, and, and the Fantastic Four are integral to so many stories within Marvel that it's just like you you have to do something. And so, what seeds can you plant? Or what seeds have you planted just in case to make this all come to light and to make this all make sense? And so everyone in the world is still speculating, how the heck do you bring in these X-Men? You remember that one point where everyone was like, oh, the the radiation from the Thanos snap is going to make mutants. And I was like, I mean... (laughs) I guess. Sure. <laughs> sure. I mean, it's it's not it's one of the cooler theories I think I've heard. I'm like, oh yeah, I mean that could be cool. But it's like, come on, like we're not gonna have baby Professor X at this time. You know what I mean? It's like you, you, you have to come up with a way for this thing these things to exist. Um and we all thought it. And so multiverse literally it all pointed to multiversal endeavors um when it came to, to, to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, man. And so it, it it's just crazy, man, that we're here. It, it it really is. Like I didn't I didn't think that he he remains all of this would that that is such an important episode, I think, to this entire 
phase really like if somebody asked me like where should i start this phase i'm like just go watch loki episode six bro like because because <laughs> yeah. that's really like that is the thing that feels like yeah he explains it like he really tries to get you to understand what's going on here and so uh I, uh it, it felt like the logical choice for marvel to go man it really did I mean, I think we felt it in that moment, folks. You can really go back and listen to our review of Loki episode six, and you can hear the pure jubilation in our voices when we found <laughs> out, like, "Fuck, Kang the Conqueror is here!" Yes, he's he's who he he's he who remains. It's a, it's an alternate variant version of Kang, but right. they really were doing it. I mean, the 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 TVA concept in Loki again. It was like. It feels like they're going there, but we don't know exactly. Mm-hmm. They're not explicitly saying it. They're not using the words multiverse, really. Right. Like it's it's just a it's a concept that that seems it seems like they're kind of toying around with it. They're utilizing it when they feel like it's it's necessary to explain something. But are they going to go all in? And for even for the longest time, we didn't even know if the TVA was like a real thing or not. Like, is this a is this a real place? Are these are these beings that work here real people or not? Did they have a life prior to? And we saw throughout the series, like, oh yeah, these were all people before they 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 were integrated into the TVA. But that episode shed so much light on it all. And and I mean, I was just I was just so elated when we did get Kang the Conqueror because we also know that with Kang in the comics, we know what he means as a character and what he's meant to the Avengers as a villain, as as somebody who's jumped across multiple timelines and universes. He's been so integral to that. So to see Jonathan Majors pop up on the screen in that point, it was pretty much confirmation without having Kevin Feige just like tell us in our ear like, oh, yeah, guys, we're doing multiverse for the next whatever year, mm-hmm. you know, however many years is going to be. But um, I agree. Everything you said was incredibly well put because... It is the next natural progression, you know, what it seems like when you do go so big with the Infinity Saga. Mm-hmm. And it's quite, it's quite frankly, a little frightening because even with the Infinity Saga, as famous as that storyline is, as mm-hmm. much ground as they covered, it really scratched the surface of, yeah. what, of what's what they're capable of. As you talked about with, with now the acquisition of Fox and the X-Men and the mutants and how they've integrated Spider-Man into everything, I mean... My goodness, the canvas is 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 nearly limitless, you know, at yeah. this point. So it was all it was all extremely exciting. And after low key, it all just sort of snowballed from there. We started to really get excited and anticipated for Spider-Man No Way Home because the rumors were running amok. We've talked about that extensively on the podcast. Go listen to our Spider-Man No Way Home review. By the way, our most played episode of all time at yeah. this point. Thank you to everybody for listening to that. Definitely a nice, nice milestone with that. But we talked about the lead up to that movie, the rumors that we were hearing. Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, obviously coming from different universes. That was all but confirmed in the movie when they did show up, in fact, and we did get a a true multiverse story within Spider-Man No Way Home, pulling in all those other villains, Doc Ock and Electro and Green Goblin. And we were off to the races. We're mm-hmm. like, yeah, we're here. It's happening. We're, we're literally in the time of the multiverse. This is going to be the multiverse saga, probably for Marvel for, you know, maybe the next one, two or three phases. We don't really know the clarity on that at this point, but it seems like it's going to go for quite a while. But man, it's an exciting place to be. And here we are just mm-hmm. days away from the release of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which is just going to take us into so many new territories and into so many unexpected places that we just haven't been able to visit up until this point. So it's going to be a fun, fun time. But but one of the interesting things about the Multiverse of Madness, which we also kind of experienced with Spider-Man No Way Home, is the speculation. It is the theories. It's the it's the it's the conjecture around it all. What's going to happen in this movie? Who's going to be in this movie? Who's going to randomly pop up? There have been so many internet rumors, y'all. Uh, probably <laughs> more than even Spider-Man No Way Home at this point. Because the difference between this movie and, and a Spider-Man No Way Home is the fact that 
Well, with No Way Home, you knew kind of what you were going to get. It's like, well, who are they going to bring in the movie? Well, they have to bring in Andrew Garfield and Tommy McGuire. Those are your options. That's who's played Spider-Man before. There's also a finite amount of villains we've seen. Electro, Green Goblin, Sandman, people like that. So we kind of knew what to expect. We just didn't know it was going to happen or not, and we did get it in, in, the, in the final film. This is a little bit different. This yeah. is a whole other playing field because... Doctor Strange, for one, doesn't have villains like that, mm-hmm. to which we know he can pull in these these different antagonists. He doesn't have a cinematic legacy before the MCU. It's just Doctor Strange now. So what could it be? What could they do with the multiverse that really opens it up? And then, as we were leading up to the marketing run for this movie, well, in the second trailer, we see the shot of Patrick Stewart as Charles Xavier, which is like, Crazy. oh, okay, Hello. here we go. <laughs> this this is what we're doing. X, mm-hmm. X-Men, Fox's X-Men is going to play some sort of part here. As you mentioned, Mutants is going to be a thing at some point. So it just opened up the floodgates again to, 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 to all the speculation, and, and that kind of leads us here. Um, we're going to talk more about the movie. We're going to yeah. theorize and do some projections <laughs> and, and, and what we what we think is going to go down in this movie. And I'm telling y'all, it's going to be crazy. It's we're going to just throw everything at the wall so and see what sticks. But mm-hmm. let's get into the let's get into the reason why we're here. It's the Multiverse of Madness cameo draft. So you're probably listening to this asking, well, what, what are you going to do here? Because we haven't done a draft before. We've done some fun little stuff here and there, rankings and lists and things of that nature. But we're going to do a cameo draft because, again, we truly don't know who's going to be in this movie besides what we've already seen. And so to have a little bit of fun, we're doing a little bit of speculation about characters from the past that might just pop up in this movie. So we're going to have a draft and we're each going to pick characters that we think will pop up. So we've compiled a list of almost 40 characters of potential cameos of who can possibly appear in Doctor Strange in the multiverse, multiverse, excuse me, easy for me to say, multiverse of madness, <laughs> tongue twister there. Almost 40 characters we've compiled here. The characters have been divided into three different categories. We have the Marvel Cinematic Universe category, which consists of characters that have already been introduced in the MCU. So, for example, Chris Evans is Captain America. He's already a character in, in the MCU that's its own category. People that we've already seen that have appeared in other films or TV shows, that's going to be its own category. The second category that we have is Marvel Legacy. And what that means is characters who've been introduced in Marvel films that exist outside of the MCU. So think about that 10 or so years of, of movies that we had before the Iron Man movie came out in 2008. So mm-hmm. think about Fox's X-Men movies. Think about Blade. Think about the Sony Spider-Man films with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Mm-hmm. Think about The Punisher. There were there were about 15 to 18 Marvel movies that came out before the MCU. Yeah. That's what's considered Marvel legacy and that's what's going to be in this category. And then lastly, we have a wild card category. And this category is reserved specifically for the craziest <laughs> picks possible. Just like the most unlikely picks, but there is some there's some potential there of people that might appear in this movie. Yeah. So those are the three categories that we're going to be choosing from. Each of us will receive five picks apiece for a total of 10 overall picks. So Des is going to pick five. I'm going to pick five. 10 overall picks is going to happen. Once a character is selected, they're no longer el- eligible to be picked. So this is a true draft. Once somebody picks them, they're off the table. Yep. Two of our respective picks must come from the MCU category. Another two must come from the Marvel Legacy category, and then one pick only is going to come from that wild card category, which is going to equal the five total picks per person. Off the top, there are some people that will be ineligible that are not included in this list that we've compiled. 
Patrick Stewart as Charles Xavier. He's not on this list because he's confirmed. practically confirmed. He was in the trailer. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> confirmed, as new rock stars would say. Uh, <laughs> Strange Supreme also is not eligible because we pretty much saw him. They didn't call him Strange mm-hmm. Supreme in the trailer, right. but we pretty much suspect that that Strange Supreme, who was introduced in What If, will appear in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Marvel Zombies, also not eligible because they're all but confirmed. We do see a zombie version of Strange in the trailer, in the mm-hmm. marketing. So Marvel Zombies that were also introduced in the What If series are not going to be eligible here. Eligible here. Ultron Bots, they were confirmed in the trailer. They're not going to be eligible as characters. And then also, entire teams cannot be selected. So I can't sit here and just select mutants. I, that, that, that's, that's useless. We're not just going to pick... It. That's yeah, it's, it's it's super much. That's definitely cheating. Can't pick <laughs> Avengers. Can't say Eternals. You know, we have to actually pick one character mm-hmm. per pick that we have. Um, and then you know, lastly, like once the movie's released, we're gonna you know come back to this when we have our spoiler filled review of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness to see how many we got right, how many of our respective picks actually turned out to be true and appeared in the movie. Um, and and lastly, before we get into it, I'll just say beware of spoilers because if some of these turn out to be true. Don't get angry at us hey, that we predicted it. We do it so, all the time. <laughs> we we do it a lot. So I'm just going to say, if you don't want to have anything spoiled in this movie for you, you might not want to listen to this because some of these picks have got some weight to weight. them. Mm-hmm. Got a little bit of weight to them. They might, they might really happen, y'all. So again, just use caution as we proceed into this. So those are the ground rules. We've got all that out the way. We're going to go back and forth each round as well. So... We're gonna start off here, and I'm actually gonna I'm gonna have you pick first. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have you mm. go first for the first round, mm-hmm. and then we'll rotate from there on out. And and the way that we'll do it, we'll have the first two picks come from the Marvel Legacy section, the second two picks come from the MCU section, and then we'll circle back to Marvel Legacy, and then go back to MCU, and then our final pick for both people will be from the Wild Card section. That'll be the final pick that we both make. Gotcha. Um. So so with that said, man, you ready to get into it? Let's get it. All right, let's do it. So, Marvel Legacy section. Like I said, these are characters that have been introduced before, not within the MCU. They come from all those Marvel films that we got before the release of the MCU. Who's your first pick, man? Who are you taking off the board? Man, people know that, like, my favorite Marvel anything, comic book, I'm the biggest X-Men fan, period, bro. They're just, they're, they're who I grew up with. Um, I even have a, like an X Men comic box. <laughs> they're just they're, that's my people, man. Um, that's that's where I live. And so my very first pick here from the Legacy Draft is Ian McKellen as Magneto. You took mine. I, I had to, bro. <laughs> I had to. Cause, oh, hey, man, he he exists in this world now because Patrick Stewart exists in this world. And when you're dealing with Wanda. Right, who is very much by comic or comic book origin the daughter of Magneto. Uh, the man, I feel like he just has to show up. He has to show up. We, we, it has kind of also been confirmed that we not only see our Wanda, but we do see a variant Wanda in the in the uh, the trailer. Yes, and so man, that variant Wanda could have a variant dad, or you know, this and therefore. And so, I, I man, with the introduction of, of Patrick Stewart and the Wandaness of it all, I man, I, there's a reason we both picked this man. Ian McKellen had to be on my list, uh, for Magneto. 
Yeah, you 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 you're you're right on the money. I mean, listen, Wanda's origins have often been a debate, especially within the MCU, because mm-hmm. they have not explicitly said, you know, that she's the daughter of Magneto. We've gotten a little bit of a different origin from from her, and we saw a lot of that in WandaVision. But we know in the comics she's the child of Magneto. You know, her her and Quicksilver. Um, this would be the time to go ahead and open that up and. Yep. We also, I, I should say, we have Michael Fassbender here as Magneto, but if you have Patrick Stewart as Charles Xavier, then you exactly. should kind of go with Ian McKellen exactly. as Magneto. Yes. So, yeah, y- y- I get it. I get it. You know, I'm upset you took my pick, but I, I totally <laughs> get it. So, since that said, I have my backup pick that I'm going to go with, and the person that I'm going to pick from the Marvel Legacy section for my first pick is somebody we actually just saw, and that's Tobey Maguire mm-hmm. as Spider-Man. Yes. We just got him in Spider-Man No Way Home, and listen... There's something to be said about the fact that Sam Raimi, director of the Spider-Man trilogy with Tobey Maguire, is helming this new Doctor Strange film. And I don't have any true basis or reason as to why <laughs> Tobey would appear. There's no substantial evidence. But listen, it would just warm my heart. Yes. It would just make me feel good yes. if Tobey was able to appear in a Doctor Strange movie directed by Sam Raimi, the man who directed him to three hugely successful, hugely popular Spider-Man movies. That would just be a reunion that I'm mm-hmm. all here for. So I'm going to go ahead and take Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man off the board. And, uh, you know, hopefully hopefully we see him. You know, it, it, it's probably not likely. It's probably not probable. But I think that there's a chance because Spider-Man coming into the story at some point, it would it would kind of make sense considering mm-hmm. the relationship that Doctor Strange had developed with them True. in that No Way Home movie. You know, he mm-hmm. he he now knows of he now knows of Toby, that Peter Parker. He knows of Andrew, that Peter Parker. So I'll go ahead and pick him off the board. I think that that might that might there might be a good chance we could see. Yeah, no, dude, that makes total sense. He was also in in my list <laughs> somewhere, man. Like you said, Sam Raimi is here, uh, and it would just be like. Uh, just a different feeling. Of course, we just seen him, but it's different when it's Sam Raimi and Tobey Maguire. You know, it's like a it's it's, it's a two for one special that we would kind of get there. Um, and like you said, he they just kind of were were with each other recently, so it also makes sense for at least a Spider Man to show up, right? But if if one was to show up True. while Sam Raimi is here, it makes sense for it to be Tobey Maguire. So I definitely agree with everything you just said, man. That's a good pick. Absolutely. Let's move on to the MCU section. You'll get to go first again. So again, MCU section, these are characters that we've already been introduced to into into proper MCU. So Mm -hmm. they've appeared in the Affinity Saga. They've appeared in in MCU TV series. These are people that we that we know. Um, Who are you taking off the board from the MCU section? Man, I got to go with the pick that's, of course, the most theorized, but also just feels the most obvious here. For the person who's going to show up in this movie, um, everyone is speculating who the heck is going to be in this Illuminati that we see um, in the trailers, man. Uh, I love Illuminati as a concept in the comic books. If you don't know about them, go read about them. They're really freaking dope and filled of the the world's greatest minds. But I got to go with uh, Haley Atwell's Captain Carter here, bro. I really do. Mm. Um, I, I just feel like, how can you not? That's really what it feels like at the end of the day. Like, how can you not? Like, it's right there. We have feel our, pretty sure about that. I one. feel yeah. pretty sure about it, bro. We 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 got her th- that what if introduction. We she a shield in the dang trailer, and we know it's like Chris Evans is gonna come back just to, just for this specifically, not to be Captain America specifically. It feels very much like Captain Carter is here, Haley Atwell. Um, and, uh, you know, it, this is also her chance to get more screen time than she's ever had to as, as the actress. Um, I like her a lot. I think she's a beast. Um, and she's beautiful. 
you know, which is which is really it's it's always a plus, you know, when it, when you're dealing with superheroes. So I'm um I, I I think this is a another pretty sure pick again based off speculation, but pretty backed up theory here, um as to the reasons that she's going to show up. Yeah, I mean, this is this is the one to put your money on if you actually mm-hmm. bet money on who's going to pop up in the movie. Yeah. This is this is the one to put your money on. Like Haley Atwell, Captain Carter. This would have been my pick too if I went first. Like totally lines up totally makes sense with everything we've seen even on the poster there was a reflection of the captain carter shield that was introduced Mm, in what if i mean mm -hmm. look it it all but confirms it um but since she is now off the board i'm gonna go in a little bit of a different direction who somebody we think might have been confirmed but it seems Mm. like possibly might not be and that's tom hiddleston as loki yeah and i remember at the conclusion of loki there was a report specifically from the Hollywood Reporter that came out that essentially spoke in detail about season two of Loki being confirmed from Disney and Marvel. They were going to do season two. We also know that there is going to be some connective tissue there between Jonathan Majors and Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania mm-hmm. that, that, that exists as a, as a possible connection. But in that report, buried deep in within it, they also said, yeah, Tom Hiddleston is expected to return as Loki in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Now, We've gotten no sight of him in the marketing. There has not even been a hint towards him mm-hmm. in the marketing at all. They, they, they've been very secretive, secretive about that if he does turn out to be in the movie. But it makes sense. Listen, Michael Waldron, who created the Loki series, wrote this movie. He wrote mm-hmm. Doctor Strange mm-hmm. and the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. And he's been speaking briefly in interviews. And he says, you know, like, hey, I consider Loki to be integral, watchable content to see before Doctor Strange. Yes. <laughs> like, you might want to watch Loki if you haven't seen it to get up to speed. And I've been a little critical about the MCU and the and the consistency in the storytelling because mm-hmm. I thought, well, you know, don't introduce variants in, in, in one element of the multiverse, but then don't pick that back up in, in Doctor Strange, per se. But I think we can now see in the marketing, there are going to be variants. There will be multiple versions of Doctor Strange. There will be multiple versions of Wanda. And I think Loki... He just makes a ton of sense to be that guy. Now, mm-hmm. will he be a significant part in the movie? Probably not. Will it be a post-credit scene? Likely so. It might just be post-credit scene. But a post-credit scene is in the movie, y'all. So I'm picking Loki. Yay, bro. That is, man, one of my top picks, too. I think it only makes sense. Again, we literally were just talking about the multiverse of it all and how important and integral Loki episode six was to this. Somebody from that dang tv show was gonna be in this somebody we know we know this this dude is jumping universes who else to come except the tva you know what i mean like something is 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 going to give here when it comes to the lokiness of it all and so uh man another good pick again it was really close to the top of my list too and it only makes sense it's like how can you not have even if it's not loki some I mean, Miss Minutes, I don't know. Somebody showing up here, but like. Miss Minutes. <laughs> somebody yes, showing up I'm in here this for thing. that. Yeah, somebody showing up in this thing, man. It, it, it has to be right. So I'm ready. I mean, shit, Miss Minutes gave us probably the greatest jump scare in MCU history. Oh, my God. In that season finale of Loki. <laughs> and listen, we got Sam Raimi back, horror movie director. I hey. know there's going to be jump scares. Let me get another just for, for, for the good old times. Hey, y'all. Let me just get like another moment like that. She <laughs> come out of nowhere scares the fuck out of us miss yes. that's a good one i should man i should have had miss minutes on this list we forgot <laughs> to add her but we'll we'll talk about miss minutes um so with that said we're going to circle back to the marvel legacy section um and we're going to rotate order so i'll get to go first this time mm-hmm. marvel legacy section second pick making out of this section third pick overall Ooh, man this one's tough because it's a lot of folks this is our most packed section i will say but out of 
out of everybody here, the one who I think is the most likely, even though I don't think he's that likely at all, but the one I think is mm-hmm. the most likely to appear out of this list, I'm going to go with Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool. Mm. I'm picking Deadpool. Um, now, Ryan Reynolds, is, he's come out and said, like, I'm not in the movie. <laughs> he's been very adamant, like, I'm not in that movie. And this time, he actually didn't seem like he was joking. Like, sometimes, you know, he's a little coy. He's a little sarcastic. You know, he mm-hmm. likes to be quippy. But uh, he seemed pretty serious, like, I'm not in the movie. But um, I don't know, man. Deadpool, fourth wall breaking character. Yeah. Very weird character. Yeah. An opportunity to do something fun and wild and crazy. We know he's going to be coming eventually. Mm-hmm. Kevin Feige's already said Deadpool will be in the MCU. They're going to do true. that. Yeah. We just haven't made it to that point yet. They're still developing the movie. They do have writers. They do have a director now. They're working on it. We just don't have like an official release date. But something in me just says, like, what a better way. What a better way to break that wall again, that fourth wall, and go 16 walls deep and just have Deadpool mm-hmm. appear here and do something crazy. Um, again, it's possible, not probable, but if I'm going with a second pick out of this section, I'm going to say Deadpool. I'm going to see, you know, I'm going to probably be very wrong on that because he, he's probably telling the truth, likely. <laughs> I don't think he's, he's pulling Andrew Garfield here. Um, he's not the werewolf, as Andrew Garfield would say, but... Um, yeah, man, I'm I'm gonna just say Deadpool for the for the for the fun of it. I don't think that's the craziest pick though either, because if you're introducing, I mean, some kind of mutants in this thing, how else do you also get that other Fox property kind of sneaking in there? You know, um, and I think the multiverse of madness is the way to do it. Uh, that way, when you do start Deadpool, you don't have to explain how you got here. You know. People who love and know Deadpool and have gone to see the movies, but oh, he was just in Doctor Strange. That's how we get a new Deadpool movie. Then you don't have to spend the time doing it. And then, yeah, so I, I think it makes sense. I mean, shoot, we'll see though. Um, yeah, I, he he he's so dynamic. Like you said, he could he could be so funny here. Or uh, if he does show up, he has to do something rated R. That's all I want to happen. Like Sam Raimi, <laughs> yeah. make him make him do something ridiculous. Like I don't know. Well, listen. PG thirteen movies, we know they get two they get two F bombs these days. Yep. Oh, if you want to have the greatest yes. you want to have F bomb, like the first ever F bomb in MCU movie, it gotta be from Deadpool. It's it has him. to be from Deadpool. Exactly, and that's the way to do it. So uh shoot. It's not it's not that far off, but we'll see, man. We'll see. Okay, for sure, for sure. So who's your uh who's gonna be your second pick out of this Marvel Legacy set? Oh man, I am going far left field. I mean it, this doesn't even make it in fact, it's not only a legacy pick, it's also a wild card at the same time. I am wow. going with Chris Evans as the Human Torch. Because, oh! <laughs> because, do Yo. you know what would get the pop out of the crowd? It's seeing Chris Evans show up as, I mean, like, the 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 theater would erupt <laughs> if, if Chris Evans showed up as the Human Torch. It would be something ridiculous um for this man to pop up does it make ton of sense no but in the spirit of we haven't seen fantastic Four anything yet we still maybe got some nods in wandavision uh we don't know yet until they kind of mm-hmm. until they actually do show up and clean that up if they were actual nods but it, it it would just be really cool to see so that's that's kind of my pick again doesn't make much sense but if also, if we already have Captain Carter here as Captain America, 
everyone lets their guard down, right? Oh, Chris Evans yeah. can't be in this movie. Boom, Chris Evans as the Human Torch pops up out of nowhere. I just think it'd be a good idea. I think it'd be really cool. He doesn't have to exist for a long period of time. I just like it's just quick little fun fan service, you know, like give him to us real quick and then he can dip. So that's that's why I picked him. That would be absolutely epic. And honestly, I it's you know, as crazy as it sounds on paper, Chris Evans is also in a place we can see with his career where he's just having a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. If you've seen Free Guy, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, he's yeah. doing these moments in movies where he's just having fun. He's not taking himself too seriously because he's not constrained by the MCU anymore. He doesn't have to worry about completing his contractual obligations. He doesn't have to worry about getting into ridiculous shape. And, mm-hmm. and the Human Torch, like you said, if that was to be the appearance that he makes. I mean, he doesn't have to do much. He just shows up for a day. It could be very quick. They could even kill him and have it be a funny moment. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be a significant thing. So man, if that were, if that were to be, (laughs) if that were to be Chris Evans's return, uh, I mean, really truly (laughs) winking at the audience. Like, yeah, not only do we have a captain America as Chris Evans, but like, Oh yeah. Human torch. Chris Evans is also here. Boy, crazy. I, that 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 truly would erupt the audience in in a way um, that that I don't think we we would even foresee. And we, I mean, we, we can't we can't be you know we can't fail to mention that like a couple of weeks ago those reports came out that apparently this movie has more surprises than Infinity War, Endgame, and Spider Man No Way Home combined. Whatever. That well, means. <laughs> if you're gonna have surprises, I mean, you gotta really that that's saying a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think you have to really go all in if you're gonna if you're gonna go gonna go you know on a big scale with these surprises. So I'm I'm here for it. I'd love it. Um, so let's go to the let's go back to the the the, the MCU section. I'm gonna make my second pick from this section, third overall, or excuse me, fourth overall pick. Mm-hmm. And uh, out of this section of who is most likely to appear, I'm gonna go ahead and say this is kind of hard to be honest as I'm looking at it, but I'm gonna it go is. ahead and say. Simu Liu of Shang-Chi, which is a long shot, but, but we did see Wong meet Shang-Chi in Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. We also did see him sort of kind of get recruited into the Avengers, the Jason, whatever the Avengers are these days. He did meet Captain Marvel. He met, he met Bruce Banner, you know, as Hulk and, you know, there's a little bit of there's a little bit there, you know, and I wanted to throw him in this list just to just to, you know, sort of acknowledge him in that way. Again, I don't think it's going to be anything significant, but I think I think it's possible. I think it's possible that Simu Liu could could potentially show up here again, not in a big role, but there's some there's some there's some stuff there with Wong in particular. And I think Wong's actually going to have a really big role in this movie more than mm-hmm. we've seen him before. And like he's yeah. the source of Supreme now. Right. You know, he's he's probably traversed the world many times over. He's been to many places. He knows many people. He's probably even more aware of like what's what's going on with the Avengers or lack thereof at this point than even mm-hmm. Strange is. You know, I think he has all the knowledge. And so this is this is kind of a far left pick too, at least from like the MCU perspective. Mm-hmm. But I'll I'll throw Simu Liu, Liu as Shang Chi in there as, as my next one. You know, we didn't put him on this list, so I'm not going to count him as as being legal in this draft. But Tim Roth Abomination is probably in this movie. Because oh, shit. Wong is taking yeah, care of him or training him or whatever he has going on. I don't know why wow. that I just came to that realization when you were talking about Shang-Chi. Of course, he was in the movie, but it's like, yeah, Abomination probably has to be in this movie, actually. Like, there's almost no way around it if we want to see Wong, right? So that's that's good point. The Shang-Chi of it all also makes sense there because that's how I tied it up. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. So, I man, 
Dang, that makes a lot of sense. I think we. That's hey, a really good point. Shang Chi is that's a good pick actually. Um, especially all these creatures and stuff we're about to have to fight. He just fought a big old dragon, whatever the heck that thing was. But you know, oh yeah, you know we we know Shumagorath is here and all kind of crazy weird stuff is going to be in this movie. I wouldn't be surprised if he showed up for one of those fights. You know, to to yeah. to kind of help with those one of those supernatural threats. So, man, I. Also, one of the things that I want to figure out, too, from this movie that we haven't explored just yet, what is the state of the Avengers? What mm. are the Avengers even at this point anymore yeah. after the, the events of Endgame, right? We haven't gotten real clarity about that. They kind of explored that a little bit mm -hmm. with Falcon and the Winter Soldier as he started to become like the new Captain America. But I just want to know what that what that all means. And, you know, there, there's even been that trailer that won, like, I think a, a shorter uh, TV spot that they had where, you know, strange when he approaches Wanda for help, he's like, you know, we could use an Avenger. Um, mm. and Wanda's like, is there nobody else available? <laughs> and it's just like, well, what are the Avengers even? And, yeah. and Shang-Chi in the comics does become an Avenger eventually, yeah. you know, within the comics, he becomes a part of that team. So I just wonder if there's some, there, there's some, some progress that might be made closer towards that goal. Cause we have no, we have no clue what that means. We have no clue what the next Avengers movie will even be if they even do one. Like it's it's all kind of up in there at this point. So it'll be interesting. That's why a little bit why I picked them. Um, who's gonna be your next pick from this MCU section? Oh man, this MCU section is it's a hard one, bro. It really is. Um, ah man, it's hard because I have like two big picks here. But I think I think I am gonna stick with this one, uh, just because of the Loki of it all. And I'm gonna go mm -hmm. with with Jonathan Majors as King the Conqueror, as my other MCU oh. pick. But okay, because we know there are so many versions of him, um, and we hear that we still don't know the King that'll be the enemy, right? In Quantum Mania, I, I I think it's very much possible that we do get a, a a King here that still is very much bad, or I don't know what where we see him in his journey. We could even get the super old Egyptian Kang. I don't know where we're going to get per se, but I just feel like this would also be a cameo that would make sense as he who remains is like, yeah, there are tons of versions of me. And here's a multiversal movie in which they can also show us other versions of Kang in, in, in whatever capacity they want to. Of course, there, there, there will be a bigger villain in this movie that isn't Kang, but even just a snippet or a quick cameo of, of, of Jonathan Majors in this movie would make sense to me. So I'm going to go with that. Not not totally crazy either. Uh, he he talked a lot about the multiversal war. He who remains in 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 the season finale of Loki. Uh, and and who's to say we don't know this for fact, but who's to say that the events of Loki also don't so take place close in proximity to the events of this movie, Doctor Strange mm. and the Multiverse of Madness? Like, what mm. if they happen very close closely together, which which necessitates the appearance of Loki at some point? You know that 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 all that could all be connected. And you know, I think that there's a uh, there's 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 definitely some some precedent set there from for for what for what Jonathan Majors did with 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 the role in Loki that could inform a lot of the stuff happening here that again ultimately leads into Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania because that that too that too was also uh sort of next in the pipeline it should also be noted that both Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania were both filming in London at the same time they uh -oh. both were filming in London at the same time. Hello. They've already wrapped filming for Quantumania a long time ago. Which is crazy. And that was happening at the same time of Multiverse of Madness. And so, listen, pop over to stage B, you know, from stage <laughs> C to do this quick little whatever. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So, it ain't crazy, man. It ain't crazy. I, I'm, I'm here for the pick. So, we have four picks apiece now on the board. 
We're going to do our final pick coming from the wild card section. Now, again, folks, this section's crazy. <laughs> wild. <laughs> this section's crazy. So I think that th- this is just a chance to have fun and just, like, throw something in the, in the, in the bag, you know, for... Again, things that are probably extremely unlikely, but you never know. You really never know. So I just went first in this most recent round. So you'll get to go ahead and take somebody off the board first, man. Who are you going to go ahead and pick from this wild card section? This bag of fun, as man. I'd like to call it, because it's just it's just a bunch of fun picks here. Hey, bro, we talk about this pick all the time, and I have to use it because it is just so far left freaking field. And it would be, I think it would make everyone's heart happy as a full circle moment. And, and the laughs would just be never ending. But I'm, I'm going to have to go with Terrence Howard as roadie, bro. That, <laughs> <laughs> like, I think, I like, oh, it, no. it, it, it would arguably be the funniest moment in, like, a movie ever. Like, in, <laughs> in terms of a full circle moment. Like, oh, man, I, I just, like, I couldn't even imagine how, every, how it would make everyone feel. But in the spirit of how Iron Man 1 started all this, just be really cool to give one more nod to Iron Man One Man with with, with Terrence Howard wow. and, uh, as Rhodey. I just think it'd be hilarious. He doesn't have to do much. He could just show up and use Maine somewhere in a sentence, and I think we would all be very much satisfied. But that's my wild card pick. Uh, uh, straight comedy coming out of there, bro. Just I, <laughs> I like. I would actually ask them to pause the movie so I could laugh like <laughs> for as long as like I stop, can. stop, stop the <laughs> stop it right now. Stop it right now. Go back. <laughs> Go back, rewind it. Um, yeah, bro, just ridiculous. When I, when wild card is put, is brought up, I mean wild card. Um, so yeah, I uh, he's probably the wildest on this list. The I'm not gonna lie, we got some wild names, but this is the wildest. Like, <laughs> I, listen, Terrence Howard in Iron Man One, of course, played Rhodey. He was ultimately recast in the role once Iron Man Two rolled around. They had some. They had some uh, negotiational differences that went down. It was all, I think, related to money. And so he exited the MCU. They bring in Don Cheadle, who's done a tremendous job. He really is roadie now at yeah, this point. But I think absolutely. for the spirit of fun, uh, we, we we wanted to throw Terrence Howard in here just as something that could just be crazy, completely out of left field, as you said. He's not the only one that, that falls under that category. We'll mm-hmm. circle back and talk, talk about that when we when we go through the rest of these names just to, just to sort of acknowledge them. Um, but I'm here for it, man. Why not? Why not do it? You know, I, w- I will say if he pops up, Don Cheadle can't be in this movie. They can't do that. That's together. true. They gotta, That's <laughs> they true. gotta keep them, se- mm-hmm. they gotta keep them separate. Cause that would, that would, I think that that might be straining, you know, what, what, <laughs> what the, what the true beliefs of any of this could be, um, to, to a point that's beyond, beyond repairable. But, uh, that's a fun pick though. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll go ahead and go maybe with a little bit more of a logistical pick. It's mm-hmm. still wild to think about that this might happen. Um, it's been speculated about for a long time now, Ever. uh, and it, and it and it's still left field, but yeah. if it were to happen, it has to be in this movie, and that's Tom Cruise as <laughs> Superior Iron Man in this movie. Now you're listening to this. A lot of folks are probably collectively saying, "What right now?" Because um, it doesn't make sense. But let me fill you in. It's known for a lot of people that Tom Cruise was supposed to actually be Iron Man in the MCU. Mm-hmm. He was strongly considered to take on the role of Tony Stark before it was ultimately given to Robert Downey Jr. because James Favreau was very much, very much wanting RDJ to step into that role. He very much believed that he was Tony Stark, that he was going to be the true epitome of that character. He fought for him. That was also notably at a time that Robert Downey Jr. was 
kind of persona non grata in Hollywood. He had a he had a bit of a streak. He was a bit of a controversial figure. He couldn't get a sh- insurance on films for for a long stretch there due due to his demons that he was battling in the in, in in real life. But they ultimately gambled, and boy, it paid off in spades. I mean, he he becomes one of the really one of the greatest superheroes we've seen in movies ever. Yeah. You know, he he embodied Tony Stark and Iron Man, mm-hmm. but. Tom Cruise was strongly considered for that role, and they they ultimately did not go with him. And so, as a nod to do something fun, as as a way to bring in somebody who might have almost stepped into a role but didn't quite reach there, um, I'm I'm gonna go with Tom Cruise. And again, sort of like Chris Evans, I think Tom Cruise is at a place to where he's just having fun. He's really only making Mission Impossible and Top Gun movies at this point in his career. <laughs> that that that's his bread and butter. He's tried other stuff that hasn't really worked. Like he tried to do The Mummy, it sucked. Yeah. He tried to make a few original films here and there. They're they're okay, but they're not that great. Mission Impossible is his shit. He just he completely invests all of his time into those flying ones. helicopters. And so yeah, flying helicopters, jumping out of planes, <laughs> breaking doing legs. wheelies, breaking <laughs> legs and ankles. I mean, the man is nearly sixty, just doing the wildest shit ever. I mean, what way to better one-up himself than to pop into this movie as a version of Iron Man, specifically superior Iron Man, which has been the rumor that he's going to appear as this variant alternate version of Iron Man from another universe. Again, just as a fun way to to, to, to nod towards him once almost playing that character, but it actually coming to fruition here. So I'm going to go with him and take him off the board here. And that does it for our draft. So should we recap here and talk about our picks? I can run through mine really quickly. Um, my top five picks of who I think is most likely going to appear in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness from our cameo draft. I have Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man, Tom Hiddleston as Low-Key, Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, Simu Liu as Shang-Chi, and Tom Cruise as Superior Iron Man. Those are my five picks. Man, my five picks are Ian McKellen as Magneto, Chris Evans as the Human Torch. Man, still wild. Uh, Haley Atwell as Captain Carter, Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror, or another version of Kang, not necessarily the Conqueror version, and Terrence Howard as James Rhodes, a.k.a. Rhodey. Those are my picks. There you have it, folks. Ten picks. The ten most likely people to appear in Doctor <laughs> Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, according to Two Black Nerds. Uh, we're probably going to go 0 for 10 in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody we just picked might show up, or no, everybody one, may show one up. 1 for 10. That's Haley, a, go, Haley in this movie. She's in this movie. Yeah. We'll, we'll at least go 1 for 10. <laughs> We can we can say that we'll at least go for one for ten out of this, uh, but we'll, we'll see we'll see what, what 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 the likelihood is. But like I said, man, this list is almost forty characters. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people we didn't pick, yeah. But I think we should talk about them because oh, it's to. some fun people. It's some fun names on this list, and so uh, let's actually start with the MCU side of things because these are yeah. the people we mo- we're most familiar with. So we talked about all the people we took off the board, but the people that are left remaining that we did not take off the board. Aaron Taylor Johnson is Quicksilver, who mm. had one appearance in Avengers Age of Ultron. Brie Larson is Captain Marvel. We've mm-hmm, gotten mm-hmm. some teases of a Captain Marvel in this movie that might appear. What version of that? We don't really know. Yeah. You already had Chris Evans as the Human Torch, but Chris Evans as Captain America, kind of a possibility. That Still. could happen. Mm-hmm. Probably not going to happen, but wanted to include him here. There was also that report that came out a while ago. I think it was actually during the filming of Loki when we talked about that, that Chris Evans was supposedly going to return to the MCU. He debunked the rumor ultimately, but I'm just I'm still wondering where that came from. Mm-hmm. Did somebody see him on sets? Did somebody get, mm. get an inside tip that maybe maybe he put the suit back on one more time? We don't know. 
Mark Ruffalo is the Hulk. Again, I'm really curious about the state of the Avengers at this point. Yeah. Hulk kind of seems like one of the only people, along with Captain Marvel and maybe Sam Wilson, that's still kind of doing Avengers work. You know, mm-hmm. we did see him in Shang-Chi. He popped up. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's something here that can connect him to the events of this movie. Paul Bettany is Vision. Can't forget about him, most notably because of WandaVision. He was the co-star of that series. Yeah. We left off with a version of Vision in that series. The the all-white version White did Vision. get away, so mm-hmm. there's something there. We also know that Scarlet Witch and her children are going to be in this movie, so if there's going to be like full connective tissue to the WandaVision show, I mean, maybe the whole family pops back up, including Vision. Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man, the original Iron Man. Uh, you know, he died in the in game. I don't think it'll happen, but you never know. RDJ as Iron Man could always suit back up and do a quick appearance here and there. Um, Sophia DiMartino as Loki. Mm-hmm. Again, another low-key pick here because of everything that happened in that show with Variants, the TVA, yep. what happened with the multiverse and, and everything that splintered off at the end with He Who Remains. She's likely, because who's to say she might not be out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last but not least, also from WandaVision, Tiana Paris's Monica Rambeau is popping up uh, on this list as well because... We do again see some version of a of a of a Captain Marvel, a, a, a being who has Captain Marvel powers. It looks like, but we don't we don't know exactly who that is. We can't quite make out who that is. It right. looks like that person is going to get into a fight with Wanda. Maybe it's maybe it's Tiana Paris, mm-hmm. Monica's Rambeau, fully as a hero. Maybe you know it's her as Photon or as Spectrum as we mm-hmm. as we speculated. So. Um, Interesting picks here out of the MCU section. Any thoughts on any of these people, you know, and, and the likelihood that we that we may see or or anybody that you just don't flat out want to see in the movie? Is, is there somebody on this list you're like, <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to see that person come back for that? Yeah, I'm not sure, man. Um, I, I, I will say Tiana Paris's Monica Rambeau was if, if we had like one more pick, she was my next pick to be in this film. I really do think she's in this movie. Uh, only. Also because of a kind of like a rematch, right? We kind of see them, her and Wanda kind of do, you know, a little something in WandaVision. But neither one was really fully realized yet, you know, or Wanda still had stuff going on. And Monica was still kind of figuring out what she had going on. But a Tiana Paris, Monica Rambeau fully realized here would kind of be cool fight between her and Wanda here. I mean, it, it would be a wild yeah it would just be something very very exciting to watch and so i she was one of my higher picks on this list um i think sofia DiMartino as loki is always plausible she is the other loki that is floating around in this dang multiverse of madness and so um and we know she's not 100 percent good either um in in the, yep. in, the, in the things that she has going on so she could be very easily be one of the people who's um conspiring with one of the 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 villains in this movie maybe she is with strange supreme maybe she is with Mordo, you know doing some bad or evil doings uh in in that gives them connections on how to uh, navigate the, the the multiverse but you know what i mean who knows um and last uh i'll kind of talk about aaron taylor johnson it would just be cool because i mean you know he, he, we all know how the dude went out. It was really weird, still to this day, um, especially after like the Ralph Boner stuff. Um, <laughs> it would be like a, a just a, a a cleanup, right? A little bit onto onto how weird that happened as well. Quicksilver's like just it, Quicksilver's supposed to be the Flash of Marvel, and for the most part, right? And it's just really weird the way they've kind of been treating him. So for yeah. for him to be reintroduced some way. Um, would just be interesting for me. Uh, there's not any anybody in particular I wouldn't want to see. I think everybody really does make sense. Maybe maybe not Robert Downey as Iron Man. I think it'll take too much from the movie. 
Um, and then also Chris Evans as Captain America would take too much to take away too much from Haley Atwell as being uh, the variant uh, of, of Captain America. And especially knowing that we have Sam Wilson gearing up as the new Captain America. Just it would just be a little bit too much um, for, for him to show up to. But other than that, man, everything everything is pretty plausible in that MCU uh, uh, list of characters, I think, that we have. Yeah, no, that's really well said about Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. They're such they're so revered in the MCU at this mm-hmm. point. They're so beloved, you know. So to have them in this movie, it would just completely shift the conversation away into a whole nother. Right. I mean, it would it would be the equivalent of I think kind of what we saw with Spider Man No Way Home, where it's like, oh yay, we finally did get Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield confirmed. Mm-hmm. Now what's next? Can we get Spider Man Four? Can we get the Amazing <laughs> Spider Man Three? And it's like, all right, folks, the intention is completely off of what really matters here, and that's mm-hmm. the fact that hey. Tom Holland, Peter Parker, nobody knows who he is anymore. They right. have like three more movies worth of story that they can tell. Mm-hmm. Like, let's focus on that. Right. Sony can't even get their shit together with a vampire movie, for God's sake. So I think that was really well said. I don't want to see Brie Larson as Captain Marvel here. I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm good mm-hmm. on that. Uh, not really any reason, but I, I don't know. I just, if they're going to have a Captain Marvel, do like a Monica Rambeau, you know, yeah. do, do somebody else. I'll save the name for the wild card section of who, who it actually might be. But I think if you're going to do like a Captain Marvel-esque character, mm-hmm. Brie Larson, that's just kind of like, I'm, I'm, I'm not interested in that. Like, do something <laughs> a little bit crazier, a little Agreed. bit weirder. Um, let's go to the Marvel legacy section. So, again, these are the people that have appeared in Marvel movies as characters before the MCU. Um, again, this was our biggest list as well, so there's a lot of names here. Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. Again, we just saw him in No Way Home. It's plausible. You know, he could pop up as Spider-Man. I don't think likely. I think Toby would be the more likely pick. That's Mm -hmm. why I went with him instead of Andrew Garfield. I think also Andrew Garfield is like... He's done enough. Like yeah. he, he's good. You know, he 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 really he really got the redemption that he needed. Mm-hmm. So if he never plays Spider Man again, I think that, that that book closed very, very very, very well on his character. Anson Mount as Black Bolt. Now listen. If you're listening to this, hey, you probably didn't watch the Inhumans television series on ABC. Mm-hmm. And good for you, because it's not it's worth not watching. Good. It's a very bad show. <laughs> I watched three episodes and said, I'm good. I'm yeah. very much good on this. Mm-hmm. Anson Mouth, the actor, did play Black Bolt in that series, and that is an Inhuman. We know that at one point in time, the Inhumans was actually going to be a proper MCU movie. Ultimately, it became a, a TV series that was that was on ABC. It was not really proper MCU. It was, it was kind of in that era of, of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where it's like, is mm-hmm. the stuff connected to the MCU? We don't really know or not, and then the show just didn't do well. Uh, there have been some some rumors swirling around the internet that an Anson Mount Black Bolt could appear as a part of the Illuminati, and I do want to talk about the Illuminati later. Yes. That that's I think that's where the bulk of these cameos might appear, mm-hmm. and so there there's some way behind it. So that's why he's on here. Ben Affleck, Daredevil. Um, <laughs> ben Affleck uh, is on a is on a tremendous run right now. Why not Daredevil? Why not? We do we do know Charlie Cox is back in the role, but mm-hmm. hey, if they wanted to do something fun. Why not call up Ben for a day? I'm sure he's, you know, he's 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 laid up in L.A. with J.Lo, and he's like, well, yeah, I got some time. I can spare some time. You know, I'm not doing anything. I'm in between movies right now. I think Ben is just also in a place of having fun. He's he's, yeah, he's enjoying himself. He doesn't have the he doesn't have the weight and the pressure of Batman anymore from D.C. If he wanted to just step out and do something to call back to that, those days of of him being Daredevil, why not? Eric Bana is Hulk. Uh, I think that this is extremely unlikely, but I had mm-hmm. to just because. If we're going to put in Ben Affleck's Daredevil, then we got to include like the former Hulk in that list. Eric Bana, um, he played that played that role in, in the Ang Lee movie. Not a great movie. It's an interesting movie, but it, it, it didn't age that great. But threw him in here. 
Evan Peters, Quicksilver, aka Ralph Boner. Um, I guess either or we could go with. He could legitimately be Quicksilver from Fox, or he could hopefully not appear again as Ralph Boner. I still don't understand that choice from the MCU. That was that was that was so strange to go Boy. that route. Um, here's a big one: Hugh Jackman, Wolverine. Woo. A lot of people have been speculating this one. Uh, this is also not that unlikely. Not that unlikely. Mm-hmm. Not that unlikely, actually. I mean, listen, you know, he he's he's retired from the role. He's hung up the he's hung up the suit. You know, he's hung up the the the, the claws. But um, I don't know, man. Patrick Stewart, Charles Xavier. Who's to say Hugh Jackman didn't suit up one more time? Johan Griffith Griffith is Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, Johan Griffith played him in the 2005 and 2007 movies that came out before the MCU started. The Tim Story movies, not that well received, but you know we're talking about Mr. Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Who's to say he couldn't pop up here? Jennifer Garner is Electra again, similar to the Ben Affleck Ben Affleck Daredevil. <laughs> Why not? Um, you know, maybe not culturally accurate, but hey, if it's for two seconds. It's, it's fun. Whatever. It's still fun. <laughs> uh, we got another Magneto here, Michael Fassbender. Um, I think it makes sense, the Magneto connective tissue. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the only reason that him or Charles McAvoy might not appear is because we're still so close mm. to the X-Men Dark Phoenix of it all. Like That Ooh. stuff is still very recent, and I don't know if people want to remember that, but had to throw him on here because you never know. Magneto... Still a good cast member, you know. I'm, Michael mm-hmm. Fassbender was incredible in that role. Absolutely. I really liked him. Here's a fun one: Nicholas Cage is Ghost Rider. I, what a run I, he's been I on! I would erupt. That's another one that can get the crowd <laughs> to scream. The crowd is going Listen, crazy. Nicholas Cage is playing himself right now in the unbearable <laughs> way of massive talent. He was also just Spider Man Noir in Spider Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. He's having a lot of great fun in Hollywood right now. I mean. Hell, Nicolas Cage could appear as Nicolas Cage in this movie. He doesn't even have to be Ghost Rider. He could just be himself. Who's to say? Thomas Jane is the Punisher. This is a deep cut. If you saw that Punisher movie Mm -hmm. from 2004, I believe, he famously played the Punisher in that movie. Not that great. John Travolta, kind of weird in that movie. But, you know, again, another Marvel Marvel Legacy pick. You know, just just sort of paying homage to that era of Marvel movies. Mm -hmm. And last but certainly not least, the man, Wesley Snipes, is played. I'm walking out. I'm going to the back. I'm like, wait a second, bro. Wesley Snipes here? Now, we we know Mahershala is going to suit up his Blade really soon here. They're developing Mm -hmm. that movie. But again, it's a callback to the old era of Blade. Really the first... The first true crossover live action Marvel movie. What better way to pay tribute to to, to Blade in that Mm -hmm. era than than have Wesley Snipes here? Um, Lots of names there. A lot of people. A lot of considerations. What are your thoughts? Man, I love all of this, bro. To be honest, this is by far my favorite section because when, when <laughs> because when, if if any of these appear, it's like oh, it's real now. You know, the multiverse is real now. Of course, the MCU stuff is like you can see different versions of MCU, and you're like okay, okay. But Marvel Legacy is like man, y'all really doing this thing as uh, because it, it's one thing to have you know the Spider Man and the multi, but it's another thing to have like I don't know. Ben Affleck's Daredevil, because, you know, it has a very specific fan base and very specific people who used to go see those movies. Spider-Man is beloved by everybody, but everybody wasn't there for Daredevil. You know what I mean? Like, those mm-hmm. are those are really deep Marvel cuts that, that of course, they're pretty much none of them are great or a lot of them are even good but it just it just means something else to a lot of a lot of Marvel fans who've been there the entire time um I think Ensign Mount as Black Bolt he was actually on my list too of of picks because man uh it just 
Black Bolt being an Illuminati just makes too much sense. Uh, again, from a comic book perspective, it's just like, yeah, this dude's a beast. And so I, I, how else to revamp the character than to have him be a part of the Illuminati? Because that's also how you revamp Inhumans if you were to redo the Inhumans, right? I just there think it, ma- it just makes sense. It's like throw him in there, man. He's already Illuminati. You're, you're int- trying to introduce mutants already. Shoot, Miss Marvel's coming. We know she's not a really Carrigan Miss girl anymore. I don't know what she has going on. But in humans and Carrigan Miss was a huge part of of Miss Marvel, how she got her powers. And so just having that in the atmosphere in the world, I think it would just be be really cool, man. It makes a lot of sense. Um, Eric Bana, man, that movie is just not it for me. I don't know why. Um, (laughs) It 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 was the comic panels that they tried to... (laughs) They tried to make it a comic book and a movie, and it's like, why are we doing like split screen and we have like four different things? It was weird. Man, it, was, it was too experimental, I think, with the Hulk movie. Maybe. I mean, they were talking about, of course, we were talking about gamma radiation, but it was all kind of stuff about uh, they had nuke towns and stuff. I don't know. It was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, that's just another pop, bro. I mean, I'm I'm yelling myself if he shows up. Uh, <laughs> but also, you know, we, we just talked about it, the 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 Patrick Stewart of it all. It's it's not out the realm of possibility um for, yeah. for, for this to happen. And I think that low key, if there was to be just like a really big cameo in this movie. I think a lot of people would vote for this as to be the the guy that shows up again outside of uh, Patrick Stewart because who doesn't want to see Hugh Jackman suit up as Wolverine again? Even though you did put it away in a multiversal movie, you can give, again, like you said, you can give one more nod maybe to this Wolverine in order to pass the torch to, to the MCU. You know, Logan kind of sure. laid the character to rest within Fox, you know, but now it's like, okay, pass the torch for real. Um, in 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 because we don't know what they're doing with that character yet. Um, Johan Griffin, man, I, I used to watch the heck out of Fantastic Four movies. I had it, I had it on my PSP. I did too. I had yeah. it on my PSP, and I would just watch it over and over. I was like, man, these movies are cool to me. Um, and and now I really, I, I I get it. They're not the greatest, but they're still very much guilty pleasures to watch. I still very much like them. Um, I like the cast more than I like the movie. If that makes sense, like I was like, dang, these do, these people actually fit together to me. Um, and and they made sense, but it would be really cool to see him. Um, I I don't know if that's another pass the torch thing per se, or if it's or if it leans closer to like we could maybe have this guy back for a little longer. You know what I mean? Because Mr. Sure. Fantastic is supposed to be an older guy. We didn't really bring up, bring up like Miles Teller here because nobody wants to talk about Fan Forstick. But so, oh man, yeah. There's some things we just cannot revisit. Just can't they, they, revisit. They, I'm not. I'm not putting them names on my. I'm sorry, exactly. Miles Teller. I like you, but you know <laughs> exactly. And so having him here would also make if if a Mr. Fantastic was to show up, it would be him, or it would it would be an actor that they haven't told us that is big enough for them to keep us surprised. If that makes sense, it's like oh, Mr. Fantastic is here. That's who's playing him. Oh my goodness, you know what I mean? And so that's a, that's another thing. Jennifer Gardner, she's not in this movie, but I just like talking about Electra because it's so bad. Um, <laughs> Yo, if, don't put your money on Jennifer Gardner because there, there's just no way. There's no but way. It, it, as bad as that movie is, man, I it it, it was it was fitting for its time. It's it very was. much a mid 2000s superhero film for yeah, sure. Yeah, it came out around like Aeon Flux and movies like that and stuff. I was yeah. like, yeah. Weird era. Weird era. Weird era. Um, Michael Fassbender as Magneto again. Because Ian McClellan and and the Patrick Stewart of it all, I don't think he'll show up. But I love him as Magneto so much, to be honest. Like, if they were to continue with a new Magneto, 
um, within this X-Men. It would be really cool a recast for me, him and James McAvoy. In fact, a lot of that cast, I wouldn't mind for them to be recast, but like in a very soft reboot of X-Men, I'd actually be okay with that because now it would be in Marvel's hands and they'd know what to do with these people. So like, I would not be mad at Michael Fassbender if he, if he showed up. <laughs> You know what's crazy too? Like as mixed as mixed of a bag that those Fox X Men movies were. Although I would contend that they have more good movies than they do bad movies. Mm-hmm. How how crazy is it that they that they struck lightning twice with the castings of Magneto and Professor X? Not only do you get it completely right the first time with Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen, <laughs> yeah. two of our finest working actors ever, but then you do it again with James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender, also two of our finest working <laughs> actors, and they like all four of them were just so brilliant, brilliant, like they were such brilliantly picked yeah. actors, and it's mm-hmm. just it's kind of tremendous. And so whenever they do reintroduce X Men at, at a certain point in the MCU, I mean that those are big shoes to fill because they it they is. really knocked out of the park. It, it it was four for four for all of those people. Yeah, they were really killing it, man. I would also vote as Giancarlo Esposito for our new Magneto. Um, let's. Bro, Nicolas Cage's Ghost Rider, I think it'd just be dope um, as a callback. I do still think they need a new Ghost Rider or go with the yeah. Gabriel that we had in the Hulu series. That could also be a nice reboot or whatever you want to do. Um, oh, Gabriel Luna, right? He yeah. was, was going to be... Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he was a good casting because they didn't go with like the original Ghost Rider, but it's still a go- very much a... Uh, a cultural bin ghostwriter i think i think it's just a, a a good idea here thomas jane is the punisher but can you imagine john berthold being in this movie crazy um <laughs> sign, sign me up boy sign me up wigs wigs are getting split people catching bullets i'm i'm oh my god they they got to rewrite the movie at that point there's no way it's pg-13 once he walks into the door Man, that would be insane. Um, and then last but not least, Wesley Snipes as Blade. Y'all know how I feel about Blade, man. I would freaking go stupid <laughs> if Wesley Snipes, <laughs> they would be tired of me in the theater if Wesley Snipes showed up on that dang screen as Blade. Um, but again, it'd be more as a pass the torch. Very much excited to what's going to happen with Mahershala, one of my favorite actors, I think, today. Um, and so, man, just giving playing, paying homage to that that very first Blade um, would, would, would really be you know, very heartwarming for me, and I think a, a ton of other Marvel fans who really love Blade, to be honest. Um, and last, I, I will add in, in this legacy section ish, I will add uh, Runaways and Cloak and Dagger as like kind of far, very far left characters. Okay. Um, yeah. Because yeah. they very much do exist in Marvelness, not necessarily the MCU, um, and can very much easily be integrated. Those are all very young actors and actresses in properties, and where we where we do kind of feel like Young Avengers is happening, it's not crazy for them to be introduced somewhere in here too, uh, possibly somewhere down the line. So just had to throw them in there too as kind of some 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 other legacy picks. I mean, they're they're, they're cherry picking stuff from Marvel Netflix, you know. And I didn't want to throw in like every Marvel Netflix character here because we already got Charlie Cox, we already got Vincent D'Onofrio, true, um, true. you know. But that 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 I you, you could be right there that they could also look at some of these other things that were developed that weren't exactly connected to the, to the MCU, but they were somewhat adjacent, and they could they could pull some mm-hmm. inspiration there. But this was this is a really fun section because you know although that era of Marvel films wasn't always great as we as we've you know already sort of litigated, there's some fun stuff here, man. And I, I would. I would enjoy seeing any of these people. I would legitimately be happy to see any of these people pop back up for a few quick seconds just to have like one final run as that role. Because mm-hmm. at the time, you know, sometimes like what you have is the only good thing. You know, you, you you haven't really been exposed to better, you know. So those Fantastic Four movies, for example, in the mid 2000s, 
at that point in time, they weren't ever considered great, but they were, you know, they 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 did what they needed to do. I mean, they did two of them. You know, it's not like the first one bombed, mm. so enough people thought that it was worth going back to the well again. So I think it's something to be said about that. That there's some uh, there's some soft spots for a few of these people, but uh, yeah, everything you said is really I think it's really um, poignant because some of these people, like the Anson Mountain Black Bolt. I think it's very, very likely that we'll see some sort of reintroduction of the Inhumans in some form and capacity in this in this film, because that is again, that is a that that was a movie that was supposed to be in phase three of the MCU. And then without reason, without explanation given, it was it was abandoned. You know, we don't really know Mm -hmm. what went on behind the scenes. I know there was a lot of there was a lot of structural stuff that was happening with Marvel New York versus Marvel Studios in L.A. And that might have, you know, really sort of. I think that might have, you know, sort of severed a lot of the the relationships between those two sides of the of the corporate offices, and that might have determined where certain characters went. You know, there might have been some some negotiating that went on, like, oh, well, if you're going to do this movie, then we need to ta- we need, we need to take over those characters or whatever. Whatever, you know, we don't really mm-hmm. know, but I think that there's a lot still there. The Inhumans are huge, really, when it comes yeah, to stories in Marvel, and um, mm-hmm. like you said, Black Bolt as a as a member of the Illuminati, and also. Anson Mount was good casting, I think. The execution was yes. all wrong, but Anson Mount is I, I like him in that role. I think mm-hmm. I think he's a good actor and could it, it could really do service to that character. So I, I would like to see that. Um let's move on to our last section. The wild card section, which again, these are these are crazy characters that we've added in here, but all are founded on some some sort of rumor or reason as to why they are here. So we have Charlize Theron is Clea or Clea, I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce her name. Um, this is this is rumored as a potential character to pop up in the movie. A lot of people don't know this character, um, but there is there is ties to Marvel Comics for sure. And Charlie Theron is a huge actor, so I mean, this mm-hmm. is a huge name to be to be in the rumor mill to possibly show up in this movie because there's no there's no indication of of this person being in the MCU at all, or even Charlie Theron being an actor in the MCU. Like this is this is wild and out there, but Again, there there are some people saying that this this might happen. Just gonna throw that out there. Uh, Edward Norton as Hulk. So you you pick Terrence Howard as James Rhodes. Uh, Edward Norton as Hulk is uh, another as fun pick. Uh, just as crazy. Ed Norton played Hulk in the Incredible Hulk movie in 08. Left the MCU. There were a lot of creative differences and a lot of bad blood. To be frank, he's mm-hmm. he's spoken out publicly against the MCU. It's not been great, but um, I do know that him and Kevin Feige have spoken since all of that went down. Um, there there were a few accounts of them them having talked to each other about that whole experience, and I think I think they're on good terms. So you never know. John Krasinski as Mister Fantastic, um, another probable casting. Somebody mm-hmm. that has been fan casted endlessly on the internet, people want to see this man play Mr. Fantastic. So if he's going to enter in, in the mm-hmm. MCU at this point, they could plug him in here. John Krasinski again as Captain America <laughs> because he was supposed to actually be Captain America. He was up was. for the role famously in, uh, I think it was around 2009, 2010. He was still on the office, but he was starting to break into Hollywood and be one of the one of the you know major A list stars. And he was up for the role of Captain America, but ultimately it went to Chris Evans. And so they could have a, a fun sort of play on that role, do a little bit of a role reversal. Another name here who technically could be MCU category, but I think is more wild card because we haven't actually seen her be this person. Mm. Lashana Lynch is Captain Marvel, so. Maria Rambo, the mother of Monica Rambo, who who mm-hmm. we were introduced to in Captain Marvel in 2019, again a period piece technically set in the early 90s. 
But her as Captain Marvel, not as Maria Rambeau per se, her actually inhibiting the character of Captain Marvel. Again, this is a different universe. This is Illuminati. Who's to say that she might not be a member of the Illuminati and be a part of that group? Um, so that's why her name here is here. And last but not least, Tanakh Huerta as Namor. Now, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever is on the horizon. Mm-hmm. There have been a lot of rumors that Tanakh Huerta is Namor in that movie. We don't know for facts, but I think I think it's uh, I think it's on pretty good basis that he's going to show up mm-hmm. in that movie. Now, it's also likely as well that he could show up before because of Namor also being closely tied to the Illuminati, the Illuminati. as well, yep. which we know is happening in this movie. Um, and again, we will circle back to the Illuminati in a second, but that's the wild card section. Some some crazy out of this world stuff, but potentiality exists amongst all of these people, probably less so for edward norton he might really still be fuck mcu but the rest of them i think i think i think it's still likely we could see all these people or at least some of these people pop up in these roles what do you think i'll throw in one more wild 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 card i mean like add like 10 wilds to this wild card here and that is winston duke showing up on on the council of the illuminati okay and and i say that it could also be Letitia Wright. I'll, I'll, I'll make it a two-parter, a little slash, because okay. Black Panther was also a very big part of the Illuminati. And so I, I still feel like there should be some kind of representation, not only from Wakanda, but from a, a, a black character. I feel like Marvel is starting to get this thing right where we, we're suspecting Haley Atwell is going to be there. She's, she's the woman of it all, right? Who, who, where, is the, where does the black person exist on this Illuminati? And so it'd just be really cool to have one of them to show up, um, even though, shoot, whatever the heck Letitia Wright got going on. But it, just as a Black Panther character, as a black person, somebody to exist on that Illuminati, I think, would, would also make a ton of sense. Um, and so for the rest of this list, man, these are these are pretty pretty big wild cards. Um, Tina Huerta as Namor against that's, that's probably the the one that does feel the closest because we are pretty sure that's he he's going to show up in Wakanda forever. Um, and so that's the one I'm like, man, if somebody gonna show up, it's probably gonna be him. Uh, but but other than that, man, it would be crazy to see John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. Like you said, he's been fan cast for so long, um, and it. it Man, just far left field in terms of them actually doing it. Uh, I'm, I'd still be interested. I think it's a good fan casting. Some fan cast, you'd be like, bro, you're completely wrong. But this is still a fan cast. I'm like, I'm still interested in that, especially if they did go through with Emily Blunt being uh, the Invisible Woman. It just, it just would be really cool automatic chemistry you know what i mean it, it just makes sense to me um as, as something that you can do and you don't have to look too far for it uh yeah also the 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 charlie stan clear clear of it all shoot who knows we got freaking kate blanchett in the thor movie you get charlie stan in the freaking doctor strange movie it wouldn't surprise me <laughs> especially yeah. she also mentioned that the clea character has connections to dormammu as well you know and so mm. there, there's already like ties to strange because um i think i think i read somewhere like because i was looking into the character when i saw that this was a possibility that she worshiped dormammu but she also met dr strange at some point like in the dark dimension um mm-hmm. and she's like a sorceress herself so Maybe that is like another member of the Illuminati who's mm-hmm. aware of Strange and his activities and what's happening in the multiverse. No, that makes a ton of sense, man. Um, and so for her to pop up wouldn't be so super surprising. Dormammu, I've come to bargain. Um, 
Lashana Lynch, uh, it'd just be cool to see her again. Like I don't even, I guess if like you said, if you if we don't want to see Brie Larson as Captain Marvel, and in the event that Tiana Paris does not show up as Monica Rambeau, it would be cool to see Lashana Lynch make one more appearance um, in, in in Captain Marvel. I just think she's a cool actress, <laughs> uh, and so it, it would be dope to see her. But not much to say about any other ones. Like you said, Edward Norton is probably a hell no on on his part. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, these are these are true kind of crazy picks in, in, in a couple of different ways. So, yeah. Yeah, now, now listen, too. In the trailer, we do see Wanda fighting a figure that has the powers of what we associate with Captain Marvel, but mm-hmm. we can't make out the face of that person. But we know that that person is black. Like, you can look at the face and see, that's like, true. oh, that's a black person. And it looks like a black woman, if I'm being honest with you, yeah, which that leads me to believe Lashana Lynch or Monica Rambeau, something, something of that sort. Um, I'll, I'll just say folks like, and, and if you're listening to this, you're obviously okay with potential spoilers. Um, Charlie Theron, Lashana Lynch, don't be surprised. Just don't, don't be, be surprised. surprised. It, it, <laughs> don't be surprised. It might happen. So, uh, those are all of our picks for the, for the Marvel, Marvel in the multiverse of madness cameo draft. Every, everything that we just talked about, we had our 10 picks and then we talked about the rest of them. Um, but we do have a couple of other things with this movie to just like quickly cover before we mm-hmm. sign off today. Um, cause there's so much with, with the multiverse of madness. That's just like, again, unknown and just unprecedented, unprecedented territory in terms of where we've been within the MCU. Um, so we already talked about a lot of the unpicked characters that still might potentially appear, but we just had them on the list. The Illuminati. I want to talk about the Illuminati because that is a big piece of this film. Also, I shouldn't have done this. I watched a TV spot yesterday where they literally confirmed the whole Illuminati. That the Illuminati is happening. The words were said in the TV spot. You know, it's like they don't reveal who's in it, but they yeah they they Mm -hmm. reveal and we suspected it, so it's not really a spoiler. But Mm -hmm. they actually said their words, the Illuminati. So that that will be a presence in this movie. Now, I, I just wonder how big of a presence because the Illuminati has often existed within the comics to make a lot of the tougher decisions about the state of the universe, you know, and they it's 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 often been been the assembling of like the brightest minds within the MCU. So mm-hmm. we know about, you know, Charles Xavier and Iron Man and Namor and Black Panther, as you mm-hmm. said, like these are the really the most intelligent people that have existed within Marvel Comics. They've come together. They're doing a little bit of a twist here. I think it's pretty obvious with this Illuminati. Um, it seems as if Patrick Stewart as Charles Xavier will be likely the leader. I'm wondering if Mordo is also a member of the Illuminati, mm-hmm. which is why he is yes. sort of bringing these crimes against Strange. Like, the, you've you've committed these multiversal crimes. We need to bring you before the Illuminati. Because mm-hmm. I feel there, there needs to be some sort of conduit between strange meeting these people like how 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 is he going to know who the illuminati is and i feel like mordo might be perfect for that and i think he also might have like a seat on the council in and Mm -hmm. of itself um now beyond that i think a lot of these cameos that we're talking about here i feel like the majority of them if they were to appear in the movie it's going to be directly related to this illuminati i'm not sure how many cameos will be in the movie outside of that specific section of the film it's also worth noting that as we talked about earlier or last week i should say as CinemaCon was happening disney had their presentation panel and they showed the first 20 minutes of the movie to the to the people in attendance only the first 20 minutes mm-hmm. now famously when the press was happening for spider-man no way home 
they only showed the first, I think it was like 35 or 40 minutes of that movie mm-hmm. to critics to watch before they did their interviews, which is very unusual. Mm-hmm. Usually when critics see a movie early, they see the entire movie. It, it doesn't just cut off midway through. Critics only saw the first 39 or 40 minutes of that movie. Mm-hmm. If you go back and look at the timestamps, at about the 40 minute mark is right when the multiverse shit starts to go down. <laughs> it's right it's right when Doc Ock comes up. It's right mm-hmm. when Lizard comes in, like when shit gets cracking. So I'm starting to also wonder how soon does this happen in the movie? Mm. The Illuminati appearance. Is it midway through? Is it actually towards the end? I then see. I'm also wondering, Wanda, it looks like she's going to fight the Illuminati. She's mm-hmm. going toe-to-toe with several members based off of what we've seen in the trailers. So I'm just kind of bringing all this up, like the role of the Illuminati, how they might exist, what they might do moving ahead in the MCU. What are your thoughts on just like the presence of that group in this movie? Man, so what I need people to understand is the Illuminati was quite literally formed as the, the the most brilliant minds in order to, um, again, kind of establish balance for the universe <laughs> because there was so much crap going down that, you know, a lot of people just did, would not understand. And so they were like, these are the things, these are the group of people who are, again, our, our brightest, our most brilliant, our most understanding of, of, either what's going on cosmically or or this is how we mesh as a team for us to understand everything that's happening um and that original team was first of all it was ridiculous it consisted of mr fantastic dr strange no more black bolt iron man professor x those six people were the very original uh, uh members of the illuminati if you think about all those people they all do very different things um and so that's just something to to, to kind of hold on to in your mind and so what a lot of people also don't understand, this is, a, this is a, an important point, I think, is the Illuminati, they could see Civil War coming. Think about the Civil War comic run, you know, and think about the Civil War that you know in the MCU. The Illuminati said, if this war is to happen, they're no, they can't stop the war per se, but they can, they can influence certain things. They said, if this war is to happen, sure. there's two things that we need to do. Also, by the way, the Illuminati is also kind of an excuse for the comic book writers to to do things that don't make sense. If you just write it that way, you need kind of a group of people to carry out your writing duties <laughs> in, in, in some yeah. way to make it weird. So so when a civil war was going down, I said there are two people that cannot exist in this civil war if it's to go down. Thor and uh, the Incredible Hulk. They said Thor and the Incredible Hulk are far too powerful for this. So Strongest they, Avengers. Strongest Avengers. So... They, comic book wise, they send Thor to hell and they send Hulk to space. You get Thor in hell and you get World War Hulk while Civil War is happening. That's why if you look at that comic run, they're not there. And so if you think about the MCU, they kind of follow suit, right? We get, instead, we get it in one movie and that's Thor Ragnarok, where instead of sending, mm-hmm. we, we, we kind of get both Thor in hell as the opening movie, or opening the movie kind of sees. And we also get World War Hulk as Hulk is in this crazy planet where Thor finds him. We kind of get two things in one. So I want y'all to just, uh, that just to understand how important the Illuminati is to, to comic books and kind of how they influence the MCU without even being present <laughs> in the MCU. And so this group of people is going to be super important in telling, I think, the story of the multiverse, right? If we see all these Doctor Strange variants, there's definitely more than one that we see in this trailer, right? It's like four or five of them that we see in this trailer. Right. Somebody, they have to answer for it, right? I think I think in, in one way, there there is the TVA who, who is watching people who are jumping multiversal things, but 
but how how what about our universe who's watching that and i think this group of people um is is to be formed in order to watch either that or also the multiverse too outside of the tva um on to what's going on and so he, even hearing and knowing that the illuminati is going to exist i think is huge uh and, and uh just to know that again this these people are like kind of judging <laughs> or uh, uh kind of the, the the biggest minds trying to keep balance i think in the universe um but also i think it's interesting because the mortal of it all that you were just talking about i think i think he will be a corrupt member of the illuminati and we will see what that looks like in that movie right what this man has been sitting on this council for the entire time what does that mean he is bringing a version of strange in but what about his goals and his ambitions what is he looking for um in this entire thing so i think it's all super super interesting and i think it'll be a very actually a, a bigger part of the movie than most people think it will um not necessarily that we'll see a ton of them but the idea of them i think is, is going to be interesting in this film yeah, the the ramifications have to be huge because of everything you just said, which was just you know you so well done. There there there's so many there's so many implications in terms of what this group could mean for the MCU, and it it is an important group, and I think that they uh they have the right amount of characters in place to to make this a reality moving forward. Wouldn't be surprised if in the film itself, Wanda kills like all but one of them, and no, really, <laughs> that one though. last remaining Illuminati member is like, oh well. We have to reform the Illuminati. We need an Illuminati mm, to exist. That'd be cool. And therefore, therefore, the characters within the MCU that we know and that we follow, some of those people can be a part of. Because I think the people we meet mm -hmm. on the Illuminati in this movie are going to be a lot of folks that we just haven't had a relationship with. A lot of unknowns. That's a cool idea. So then when she kills them, it'll showcase her strength and her danger, but we won't necessarily feel emotionally attached to them mm -hmm. but maybe one person makes it out or two people makes it out or something like that and then they can go ahead and and, and you know sort of keep up the, the 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 mission of the illuminati and they could you know they could still pull in people from other universes because i think that that might be happening here i don't think everybody on this illuminati is from the same universe because mm -hmm. if that was the case then Mordo wouldn't be on the council which mm -hmm. i think he is so they could still pull in other people but i think that a destruction and then reformation of it is probably something that they could play with because as you said the idea is really important and we 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 might not actually see a ton of them in terms of screen time but what what it means moving ahead in the MCU is going to be i think actually really really pivotal here so we'll see um who's the villain of the movie who's going to be the main villain this is long being speculated about too it's very unclear i i, I think that uh <laughs> it, you 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 are in the right if you think it's wanda <laughs> they they certainly have positioned her to kind of be that way we we know wanda and her origins in the mcu and even in the comics she had a a a anti-hero gene in her mm -hmm. she she was always kind of playing the fence and yeah she comes into the mcu as a villain she transitions and becomes a part of the avengers and then you know wandavision puts her very much in a moral gray area which you know you're kind of looking at her funny for what she did and in this movie again there's a lot of imagery that would point to her possibly being a villain i don't know if she's the big bad or not or if she's just like somebody that is tormented and conflicted Mordo also here somebody else mm -hmm. to look out for Mordo has had a He's had a mission of, of of vengeance almost against Strange ever since we saw at the end of the first movie into the post credit scene. He thinks there's too many sorcerers in the world. So I think he's definitely going to have it out for both Strange and Wong in this movie. Is he going to be the ultimate big bad? Don't know. 
is it somebody else we haven't even seen? Is it members of the Illuminati? Is it Dormammu again? Is it Galactus? I, I don't know. <laughs> is it Magneto if he comes into the movie? There's so many questions. I, I don't think it's going to be Gargantos, you know, the, 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 the creature that we see mm-hmm. them fighting in the trailers. I think that'll just be a beast from another universe that America Chavez yeah, probably brings over. Yeah, Shumagorath, you know, Gargantos, like all of these, all of these weird, crazy creatures that they started to experiment the, experiment with in uh, What If. But man, I, I just don't know. I just don't know. You know who we for, as I'm I, as I'm starting to play this out in my head. Mm-hmm. You know who I'm thinking that we forgot. Probably unlikely, but we should have probably added them to the list. The Watcher. The Watcher. Mm. What if the Watcher's in this movie? Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like the Watcher could be somebody. He wouldn't be a villain, so I don't want to confound the two there. But I just thought about that as I was talking about all this stuff. But back to the villain piece of it all. I mean, who who's likely to be the person mm-hmm. in 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 the forefront of it all? I, you know, the easy pick seems to be Wanda. You know, and I think there's a mutant aspect to it as well. There's mm-hmm. there's speculation about mutants and their existence or non-existence in all of this. I think she's the easy pick, but I don't know, man. It just kind of seems it kind it kind of seems a little too easy to go with her, just because of like what they've done. But honestly, sometimes with Marvel, the most obvious thing is the thing. Like they That's they true. they've often showed us like it it is that it's not really that deep. Like sometimes the most I mean we saw with Agatha all along that was clearly mm-hmm. the most obvious thing. It was that Kang the Conqueror and Loki. The most obvious thing was exactly that. So maybe maybe she really is the big bad in this movie. I don't know. What do you think? Man, it's so hard to tell. So one of my favorite, I know a lot of people always talk about the original X-Men cartoon, right? Um, as much as I love that TV show, it is still very much something I watched late, right? I was just born a little bit too late to have watched it while it was on. And so my X-Men just happens to be X-Men Evolution, where I know mm. where I know Wanda and Quicksilver to be twins and Magneto to be their father. And in that... There was just always so much conflict in her character. She was, although she was a part of the the Brotherhood of Mutants, she was. She she did sit under her father more. So it was she always she 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 just wanted to be kind of be her own person in a lot of different ways. And even though on that TV show she didn't have kids or anything yet, I think that's always important for her character. Is that even though sometimes she is bad, it's not that she means to be. A lot of times it's good intentions with bad execution when it comes from Wanda. It's like, come on, girl, what do you have going on? And so I always think that will carry with her character no matter what she does. And so in this movie, I have a feeling she'll be a villain, but not the villain. I really do. I feel like uh, uh, early or mid movie, she'll be pissed about, you know, finding her kids or something that will happen. And she'll seem like the big bad. And then you'll find out something was manipulating her the way Agatha was or something was manipulating a certain situation and, and, and something was going on. And Wanda, of course, she's done some bad stuff, but maybe she really doesn't end up the big bad in this film. I really feel like it'll either be one of the strange variants or Mordo, who, again, comic wise, is one of his arch nemesis, as he's always been. Um, you brought up uh, Dormammu, who is also probably his most famous villain. Who we yep. we only see him in cloud form. We haven't seen him in normal get up. You know what I mean? Let's go 
whoop ass Dormammu. Whoop ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like that dude is a beast. I don't even think people understand who Dormammu really is. Like, and and they have a chance to also bring him back up here if they really want to, um, as as an important strange villain. So I'm bro, to to be quite frank, like you said at the beginning, I am not sure. It could be any one of these people. Everybody is probably right <laughs> if you if you say it. I think that <laughs> I think they'll purposely pose multiple villains. What if this movie does feel more like a a, a multiversal detective thing, right? Where it's like, oh man, who it's a it's a who done it, but there's like freaking five people who could have done it that seem to be the obvious like big. You know what I mean? It's I like, like that a lot. It could be yeah. it could be this strange, this strange mortal Wanda it could be any one of them and it's like okay but how do we figure out who that is and so um i i, I i'm excited really to see <laughs> the direction they go in here um but yeah I, I i'm not sure either man i'm really not it's hard to tell everything you said man there, there's so many good points made if i had to whittle it down to one pick if somebody had a gun in my head and said who's the villain in this movie <sighs> i'd say strange supreme because we've seen the least of him. That's true. And what we saw in What If was a very conflicted person mm. who had a lot of shit going on and was into some deep, dark fucking magic, yeah. some deep sorcery, like some real Voldemort <laughs> wizarding world shit, real evil shit. And I'm just like, yo, you're 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 diving deep into this <laughs> into this uh this dark dimension here, guy. Um and and yeah, we just haven't seen that much of him. We got mm-hmm. the one shot of him. We 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 suspect it's him. They haven't confirmed it, but I think it's 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 pretty good speculation that it's him. And I think that there might be a reason for that. Uh cuz I think to your, you know, to your point, there's going to be a lot of multiverse hopping. As Sam Raimi has said, they're going to other places. It's not mm-hmm. people coming to the MCU the universe of the MCU. It's yeah. them going out to other universes. And so if they run into this guy, shit is really fucked up, you know? True. And I think we even see those shots of like New York city is like crumbling and, mm-hmm. and dissipating away. I think that that might be the same university he's in. He's in a world that's just like completely apocalyptic, you know, and who knows what his mindset is. And I, I think, I think like you mentioned, they'll position Wanda in an antagonistic way for a lot of the movie. But if there's like a person to defeat at the end of it all for the fate of the universe at stake, I'd probably say Strange Supreme. Might be dead ass wrong, like with all of this stuff, but we'll see. And the last thing, man, I just want to cover is just the multiverse in general, which has been the conversation about this entire episode. Obviously, a conversation about the MCU at large with Phase 4 and beyond. Where does the MCU go from here in terms of the multiverse? Is this going to be the end of the multiverse? Because we talk about a lot what the MCU is and where they're going and the new territory that they're exploring and how just crazy and wild it's gotten. It's gotten cosmic. It's gotten supernatural. It's gone to horror. It's gone to Mm -hmm. ancestral and underworld planes and what we just saw in Moon Knight. It's in so many weird, distinctive places. And the multiverse is a crazy concept that if you do not establish some sort of meaningful consequences or rules, I think it could get very unruly because we've seen it in the comic books. Oftentimes, the multiverse is really used as a concept to just fix shit. Like if something's wrong, introduce the multiverse and we can fix it and we can scramble and start over and do something different. And I don't want that to be the case within the MCU. Hopefully they don't go that route. Do you think that the multiverse continues to be a major factor after this movie? Or does the events of this movie somehow get it back on a, uh, I don't know, I guess on, on, a, on, on somewhat of a constrained level to where it makes sense? I know we still have mm-hmm. another season of Loki on the horizon. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania seems like it's going to connect 
to some of this stuff in some way, but I just, I, 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 I'm kind of curious, just like, how do they, how do they keep this in the box without keeping it in the box? Cause the box can mm-hmm. like, it can, it can get crazy real soon if you don't, if you don't control it. And every movie and every TV show can be about the multiverse. Cause then it'll get old really fast. Yeah. So I'm just kind of curious as to, as to where you think they might go with it at the conclusion of this film. Yeah. I have two, I think two weird theories. Um, the first one, is that they will slightly close the multiverse in this movie. That's one where, when what I mean by that is, if you're going to introduce, if, if your goal is to introduce mutants and Fantastic Four and bring in some of these other properties that you haven't introduced into the MCU yet, by the end of the film, somehow you merge the verses. I, don't, I know it sounds crazy, but it's like, oh, X-Men live over there. Where now there's only one verse, right? We see those split-offs in Loki of different multiversal things what if the the resolution in this movie is bringing all those back into one verse and then that's how you get the universe that you want in the mcu that is how you've come to your conclusion now you can go make your x-men movie and nobody has any questions you can go make your fantastic movie and nobody has any questions because there's one timeline or you know there's one universe and so you don't there's not too much thought that has to be put into it anymore my other thought is that they do make things worse and that that is somehow one of the resolutions though that they're seeking in this phase that's one of the mm-hmm. big problems is like maybe Kang the Conqueror has a hold on this multi- multiversal existential thing that is happening how do we beat him in order to either merge the, these multiverses or to cut the gates to all these multiverses. Maybe that is mm-hmm. sort of the thing here. Um, and if they were to do that, I think there are ways they can navigate it to where every property isn't about that, right? Like, um, But in some ways, we, we know She-Hulk is coming. Maybe there are some TVA things in there that, that has to be multiversal. Mm-hmm. If there was a, a Deadpool pops up soon, maybe he does have to kind of make a... Well, I used to be in this universe. I'm in this universe. Maybe he has does does have to talk about one of those things, and I, I and I do think there is a way that we can talk about it while not getting tired of it. They just don't just don't oversaturate the market with it. You know what I mean? Oh, we know uh, Black Panther's out. That movie's about the multiverse. You know what I mean? Like I think there's ways for them to do it with without doing it too without overdoing it. And so those are kind of my two trains of thought um, in, in terms of what they'll do. I'm leaning towards uh, uh, the former a little bit just because it's like so they don't have to harp on it. Like, oh, this is the multiverse. It exists. We have one. We have one verse here. We have merged them all. Now, X-Men, people in the X-Men can go be people in, in, in Avenger if they want to. But sure. I also feel like the way the mcu thinks sometimes i also feel like the latter is also very much possible and something that they would lean towards so those are kind of my two trains of thought yeah i I, I sort of selfishly asked this question because i'm not gonna lie i'm kind of getting tired of people asking me like oh yeah so how does this connect to the multiverse oh moon knight how does this connect to the multiverse Mm -hmm. oh my god miss marvel's coming (laughs) out how does how does that connect to i'm like guys Everything doesn't connect to the multiverse. Some things are just kind of their own thing. But, you know, it's it's tough because once you open something up like this, it really is Pandora's box. If, if you ever saw it, mm-hmm. how do you how do you get it back all within the box? How do you put it all away? And if I'm thinking about some things that have been floating around, floating around, just kind of like where we are with the movie in anticipation for it. So, you know, again, last week, CinemaCon happened. Disney had their panel 
Kevin Feige was there, you know, representing Marvel as he always is, and and he, he talked about how they they just they just recently had another creative retreat to plan out the next ten years of Marvel projects, films, and TV. Like ten years, they're they're looking way way ahead. They always use those creative retreats to to you know really chart the course for what they're going to do. And I I, I I suspect that the multiverse is going to be a part of that because I'm often wondering like, well, how big is this going to be? How how important and integral is this going to be to the just the the larger tapestry of storytelling? And mm-hmm. I think it'll still be there because. Even in the comics, multiverse never goes away. Sometimes yeah. they do close it to what you say. It just, you know, mm-hmm. it just isn't it, it, it isn't referenced. They don't deal with it. It comes up whenever they kind of really need it to. Exactly. And that'll probably be the same case here. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, if I'm thinking about the story of the movie, to go back to an earlier point that I made about the Illuminati, mm-hmm. I think that the Illuminati, often what we've seen in the comics... A part of their existence has also been to be the keepers of the Infinity Stones. I know that that was like a big thing that every member of the Illuminati was responsible for the Infinity Stones so that one one person couldn't acquire them all a la Thanos because that's too much power for one individual. I would not be surprised that if their purpose in this particular universe, in the MCU, is to prevent people from committing multiversal acts of crime and and preventing people from from having access to this sort of thing it's kind mm-hmm. I, I guess it's kind of like what the watcher has been and what if although mm-hmm. the watcher you know he didn't interfere that that was always what he said like things just have to happen the way that they are but then when ultron started to fucking wild out he's like well now i gotta get involved now <laughs> now i gotta step up you know it was just too far and there always has to be a line and i wonder if the if the illuminati whether it be this iteration mm-hmm. or a new iteration that's formed at the end of this movie their purpose is to make sure that superpowered beings, overpowered beings, aren't able to easily access and traverse the multiverse as as they have been before. Mm. Because Strange and the power that he wields, he's been able to open up this stuff unlike yeah. most people can. The whole reason that the events in Spider-Man No Way Home happened was because of a spell that he tried to commit. You know, mm-hmm. it was something that he he was responsible for. Maybe he shouldn't have that type of power. And so maybe that's why the Illuminati will be a big presence moving forward in the MCU. And so I think I would also go with your former assessment that they'll figure out a way to close it temporarily. Mm-hmm. Not close forever, but close it temporarily right. so that they can really just kind of, you know, put that in the past for the time being. But it'll be something that comes back up. Absolutely. I think, especially, you know, again, Kang the Conqueror is still here. Other characters that are very integral to the multiverse and what that means, they're still here. They'll figure out a way to reintroduce it so that it, it doesn't become the dominant form of conversation. Because, listen, I just I just don't think we can go into every movie expecting just this grand level of spectacle every time mm-hmm. out. We can't expect cameos every single movie. That, right. That's just not sustainable. You know, It's fun mm-hmm. now for the time being because it's the first time, but they can't sustain that if they want to you know, tell truly progressive and unique storytelling. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, before we wrap up here, any last thoughts, predictions, crazy theories about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? This, you know, it's on the horizon here. It's about to come out in a few days. Any last thoughts on this movie before we finally see it? No, man. I really don't have much. Um, only other thing I will say is I think there is something in this movie that will semi-touch on what's to come in Quantumania. I don't know what that is. I don't know if that is the appearance of Kane the Conqueror. I don't know if that's um, there was a, a timeline where, where freaking Yellow Jacket was on the Illuminati. You know, like, I don't know. Oh, wow. I don't I don't know what will happen, but I I know there will be something small in here that will clearly point to Quantumania as the next big movie that we're going to get um, out of the MCU. Again, we know Thor's coming, but 
we they have said Quantumania is this huge spectacle of a movie, right? And I I, I think that will be something um, that 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 points to it at the, by the end of the of the runtime of this film, man. So that's really all I have to say. I'm super excited to see this movie. It's gonna be amazing. Uh, we already have tickets to see it twice, as we usually do. Um, but it's 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 going down. Um, and I'm I'm excited to be excited. If that makes sense, man. The MCU is it, not not that it left or anything, but we we were very much in new territory with black not not that black widow was new but the eternals and shang chi and it's like okay back to it a little bit you know i, I know we got the spider-man of it all too but this is like doctor strange is here <laughs> and and he's he's back with his own movie so i'm i'm really excited man High times we're living in. We're on a run of sequels within the MCU. We just came off of Spider-Man No Way Home not even six months ago. Here we're getting Doctor Strange. We're getting a Thor sequel. We're getting a Black Panther sequel this year, followed by Captain Marvel. We're, 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 We're getting reintroduced to a lot of characters we're familiar with. But you should all get excited. We're on the horizon here. Doctor Strange of the Multiverse of Madness is coming out in a few days. I hope you got some tickets to go see it. Mute your Twitters, mute your social medias. Don't get spoiled, even though that might be kind of contradictory, because if you listen to this, you might have just gotten spoiled. <laughs> but do everything you can to not have the surprises of this movie revealed to re- revealed for you, because I think it's truly going to be special. We're super, super excited to talk about this. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, that's all we have for this episode of Two Black Nerds. Thank you again for tuning into another podcast. We will be back later this week with our review of the finale of Moon Knight. That's right. Moon Knight is ending this week. So before we we see Doctor Strange. We got to talk about this final episode of Moon Knight, which will be coming out this Wednesday. So our review of that movie will be dropping out this upcoming Thursday. And next week, we will, of course, be back to talk about the movie at hand, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. We will be giving our full, comprehensive, spoiler-filled review of the brand new Marvel Studios film. I promise y'all, it's going to be fun. It's going to be explosive. There's going to be so much to talk about from this movie. I can just feel it. We're days away. It's just super exciting. Cannot wait to see this movie. So we'll be back next Tuesday with our spoiler-filled review of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So until then, keep us block with two black nerds, and we'll see y'all next time. Yes, 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 y'all. We are in unprecedented times, man. This is this is all good stuff. With that being said, we are Audi 5000. This is the year of 22 black nerds. And remember, always bet on black. Appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Thank you for listening to another episode of Two Black Nerds. We're too black, too nerdy. And we out, y'all. Peace. I will never tell them how I did it. It was magic can you imagine money in the mattress not the way i stack it i can make it rain blue honey can you catch it if somebody come through bluffing i'ma blast them and tell the police i don't know what happened yeah. creeping blood shit that's the only thing i ever been in love with so i hope you know he never going public hands full so i can't hold grudges nah, i be thugging jumping out the back seat busting Everybody we be beefing would be saying that they bleeding shit but see us and they don't do nothing. Oh, put it on the deadlocks. They know I've been bothered by this since the get go. If I hit the corner clicking, better get low. You ain't with it, nigga, what you from the set for? Huh? I just wanna be successful. You will never ever see me with my head low. Mama met my daddy, then they had me in the ghetto. Handed me a 38 and told me I was special. Yes, I am. North. Feeling like I'm floating to the ceiling, is it magic? Baby, tell me why you disappearing, is it magic? I won't never tell them how I did it, it was magic Can you imagine? Money in the mattress, 
like the way I stack it. I can make it rain blue, honey. Can you catch it? If somebody come through bluffing, I'ma blast them and tell the police I don't know what happened. Feeling like I'm floating to the ceiling isn't magic. Baby, tell me why you disappearing is it magic. I won't never tell them how I did it, it was magic. Can you imagine? Money in the mattress. Love the way I stack it. I can make it rain blue, honey. Can you catch it? If somebody come through bluffing, I'ma blast them. And tell the police I don't know what happened. See, when you come from nothing, make it into something. I call that luck. But when you come from where we come from, I call that magic. When you get two niggas from different sides of the city to do something like this, I guess you can call that magic. Getting off of Section 8, welfare, Nas Rolls Royce's private jets. That's magic. Let me know what's magic to you. Yeah.